RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right, guys, what's been going on? My name is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out. And this is unapologetic liberal talk on the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy, humanity, uh, integrity, morality, the future, the present, human beings, animals, anybody with a heart, soul, mind, and an interest in living in a functional democracy. Imagine that. Yeah, um, thanks a lot. I haven't been able to do as many shows during the week these past couple of weeks, so I appreciate you all bearing with me right now. And uh, until we get enough patrons to do a daily show at a set time, I appreciate your flexibility. And I definitely, and I notice it. I, I know, I know. But it's part of, uh, we're in this together. We stick together, we win. And yeah, I can't do it without you. So if you can become a patron, go to patreon.com slash Tara Devlin to sign up at any level. It helps, uh, especially even if you can just do $2 a month or whatever, or any custom amount, um, it will, it helps to get more people. You know what I mean? It just... It looks better, and then more people start hearing about the show, and that's how it grows. So, yeah, all right. And we need also, I mean, I hate, I shouldn't start the show like this, ask, telling you what I need. Um, we, I need you. That's it. I also, uh, whatever, let's get into it. I'll, I'll do some more plugs along the way. Um, yeah. Oh, actually, I, <laughs> I was sponsoring a couple of hours on Mike Malloy's show and he did a great plug the other, well, last night Well, I was listening to the show this morning and unfortunately he mentioned RDT Daily and RDT Daily is no more. And I forgot to tell him about it while I was catching up with him on the phone uh, it does break my heart. There is no more RDT Daily. Republican Dirty Tricks is gone uh, because of the, really because of Facebook. Facebook freaking uh, destroyed Republican Dirty Tricks. The, 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 um, at, well, they unpublished the Facebook page, which effectively murdered the site because that's where we got pretty much 90% of the traffic to the site came from Facebook. So we had around 160,000 followers on Facebook, which took many years. I started that site in 2009. So it really breaks my heart. In fact, the site, the RepublicanDirtyTricks.com um, site itself used to be my just my personal blog. That's how all of this started. That's how I got on Progressive Voices. And it also is how I ended I met Mike Malloy. Um, we, we, uh, met at a, at a protest in Washington, DC, but also he used to read some of the stuff that I wrote on Republican dirty tricks. So, I mean, I have a, I have a website, tarabuster.com. It's still in development. I'm, um, I mean, basically you can, you can go there now and 
it's up, but we the gallery's not ready and I'm hoping to make that more of a of um and write some more original articles like I used to do on Republican dirty tricks before um it got it we had a couple of people that used to write for the site and they wrote original content it was just not enough to keep it going there's too many other bigger players in the pond so um yeah never took off more than just a, a local thing but they but that was fine with me until facebook killed the site which I, we got caught. Well, I told you the story because the guy that was working on the site kept posting pictures of Nazis, even though the memes were anti-Nazi. It doesn't matter. There was like a picture, a company. I guess you, there's no we, we cannot put our beautiful eyes on pictures of Nazis, even if you're even if it's an anti-Nazi. Uh, I mean, there would be a picture of hitler at nuremberg and one of the nuremberg rallies and it's with a quote about the warnings of history and fascism and that was dinged for a violation of community standards now for me uh, give me a break here that's why it's it really is partly why we're in this boat we're living in the decline of a democracy and the active takeover by a fascist by a fascist cabal that's there's no there's no mincing words that's what the republican party is right now they all i mean right now they've always been that that's in every republican chest beats the heart of fascism they've always been a fascist party they're just em completely embraced it right now so, yeah. Hi, Jim, on the on the chat. Jim is the only person in the chat room right now. You see what happens? This is what happens when I don't do a regular show. It sucks. It really does. It bites me in the ass because we end up, you know, you really need to have a daily show at a set time to build the community. We definitely have a, a dedicated and uh, kick-ass community. Uh, I'm really proud of that, and I'm also uh, not just proud. It's I um, I love the community. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a word. It's I don't know what I would do without the Tarabuster community, and um, yeah, a lot of great people I've met and friends who who have become friends. And I I mean I guess maybe one day we'll meet in person. It seems weird to say friends. But I see you and I, I look forward to seeing you. And I, you know, I don't know what I would have done these, in this decline of the American experiment without you guys. So, all right, whatever. We'll just do the show and there you go. There'll, more people will, will join you, Jim. I hope so. I know. Where is everybody? Well, lots of people in the chat every Saturday. That's true because we have the the expectation of doing a show. So it's hard when you can't. I get yeah. It's like for me, for example. Yeah, you get into a routine with um, with the media you consume, right? I'm speaking for myself when I'm saying you, but I should say me. But you know what I mean. 
So I have a certain routine about, for example, I listen to Mike Malloy's show. I don't listen to it live. and he, Well, he, rec- he pre-records now, but I don't. it goes on Progressive Voices at 9. So I, I, I generally don't listen to the show at 9 p.m. I will listen to the show in the morning. When I, when I get up, it's part of my morning routine. I get up and I have my coffee. I turn on the the Mike Malloy show from last night, and I'm sure others have. Other, I've I've received emails and letters. Not no, well, I have some letters. I've received letters, but um, people have contacted me and said that I uh, I take you to my supermarket on Sunday, and when I do my uh, my errands, um, I I take you with me, and I. I appreciate that. I I like hearing that. I know, I know what they mean. And so, as far as the show during the week, especially, it's hard to build a routine when you don't know if there'll be a show or not. So, anyway, there's something in my on my face here. <laughs> it's giving me. It's itching my nose. All right. Thank you, Terry Taylor, for your super chat. Right back at you a little. And thank you, Jim, of course, for your super chat. And hi, Richard. So some people are showing up in the chat room. All right, let's keep going. Um, And no matter what, we will keep going and growing. That's how it is. We'll take it a day at a time. Uh, So I was doing some plugs on the Mike Malloy show because I know he has a larger audience. And I know that we have crossover audience and hoping that some of that audience will find us here but really getting getting more people to watch the show listen to the show and also um support it if they can well there's other ways to support it you know like giving it a good review on itunes all of that sharing it with your friends that stuff makes that's how the show will keep going all right i'm just i'm just saying Let's get into it. Uh, the other thing is that's be, this is what we're up against, right? The the liberal media. We need a liberal media, and you're looking at it. No, uh, uh, all right. Let me get. I can't talk. Um, we're in big trouble. This country is in big trouble. Good timing. Hold on. I'll be right back. All right, guys, I'm Tara Devlin. This is Unapologetic Liberal Talk, and thanks for hanging out. If you're on any other channel, join us on youtube.com slash C for channel slash Tara Buster and join the, uh, the chat room and the conversation. Remember to like and subscribe, all that other stuff. Okay, guys, we're in big trouble. The, you know this, the, the, the Republican Party... What have I been saying? It's an irredeemable, uh, greed-centered death cult. There, and, and every Republican chest beats the heart of fascism. I've been saying that for years. Here we go. <laughs> Did Timmy fall down the well again, Jimmy? Jim on the chat? I don't know. Um, yeah, here we go. The Republicans... They, I mean, I hate to be in the 
position to defend Liz Cheney. I'm not defending her. She's repugnant. But that goes to show you how irredeemable the Republican Party is. They are the enemies, the domestic enemies the founders warned us about. Hello, Errol Thomas on YouTube and on Twitch. Oh, thank you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And Terry Taylor, welcome. See, the chat room's filling up. All right. Um, the Republican Party are the domestic enemies the founders warned us about. I'm really... Um, what's the word? I guess I, I walk around with a, a knot in my stomach, for the most part, for uh, anxiety just living in this country. And it's getting worse. Because they're... Uh, they're no, they're they're not looking back. The Republican Party, and I I don't know why I'm saying Republican Party tonight instead of Republican, but they are the Republican Party. They are the only the only the only thing I'm trying to formulate the thought. The only thing on the Republican agenda is to accumulate power, so they can finish the destruction of the the grand experiment in liberal democracy that's it that's why they're embracing donald trump they think that trump without trump they're not going to win the power they need to destroy democracy once and for all if they were a, a patriotic party. Now, look, look, guys, if the shoe was on the other foot, if, let's say, and I know, I know for myself, if I, I, I am a registered Democrat, if all of the sudden the Democratic Party, tur- I mean, with all its problems, I get it. It's not, nothing's perfect. They're not the Democrats. I have a, my issues with them as well. And, and they are legion and we will and we discuss them. But if the Democratic Party all of the sudden or even over, slowly over time turned into a party that was fundamentally anti-democratic, I would not be a member of that party. What is the point? You're, you identify with a party because they share your values. What do the Republicans stand for? They are not, they are, they stand for concentrated wealth, lies, confusion, division, racism. I, I, I can't even believe the, the level of depravity, I that it's shocking to me. Now I know they suck. I've been saying it for years, but they still shock me because I I cannot believe how low they go, and there's never an end to it. It's bottomless. When I think they've hit bottom, I think this must be it. Somewhere in my in my brain, I say, it, it has to be it. They can't go any lower. And there they go again. They surprise me. The, we witnessed an insurrection. You would have thought that that was the end. I mean, we all saw them. We saw Lindsey Graham declare, I'm over, I'm out, peace out. And Kevin McCarthy 
the 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 wannabe speaker of the house god help us god help us if these republicans get power that's what we're up against there's no getting around it we must do everything in our power to ensure that the republican party never gets power again Never. No, the Repub... No, no, no. Um, Nancy Pelosi, the American... The, the American people don't need a Republican party that's done so much good for this country. They haven't done a single effing thing for this country. I'm trying to find that clip. The, the, the American... Wait, wait. Oh, my God. Nancy Pelosi. I've never seen Democrats. The, the Democrats have a, bit, a more a uh, they have a um, a bigger interest in uh, in rehabbing the Republican Party than the Republicans have themselves. The Republicans. Wait, wait, wait. I'm writing Republican. Republic. Nancy. I'm just looking for this clip as I'm talking and typing. Another reason to become a patron. What the fuck? Everything is frozen now. Here, like, hold on. Let me force quit some of these goddamn 50,000 applications I have open. Wait, hold on. You see what I'm saying? It's sort of like... Eh, maybe it's part of the charm of the show. Someone's told me that once. Well, I guess I'll, I'll take it. They were like, oh, I like that. I like the the technical problems and... It gives it a, a certain charm. All right, I'm, re, I'm forcing quitting the finder. And it's back. Okay, let's do this. Nancy Pelosi. Republican. Oh, no, no. Republican. The American people. Oh, here it is. We need prayerful that somebody will intervene today and say, you be just prayerful, tipped the scale too far. I, uh, I one of my prayers is that the Republicans will take back their party. The country needs a strong Republican party. It's mm -hmm. done so much for our country and to have it be. Can anybody name what somebody please ask any of the Democrats? What have the Republican Party ever done for the country? This is another thing we talk about on the show, how, no, even, you know, on the corporate media, nobody ever specifies. They say, well, everybody knows. Everybody knows how uh, the uh, everybody hates socialism. Everybody knows. But nobody know, nobody ever explains what that is. So as, answer me this. What have, have there, has there ever been? A single thing that the Republican Party has has done. I know. I'm trying to. What is how? What's the proper way to phrase this? Have they ever done a single thing for this country to help this country? It's really concerning that the Democratic Party. I I really I do hope that the Democratic Party understands the urgency of the moment but it doesn't seem that way
Here, for example, here's Chuck Schumer. Talk, they trying to pass an election, an election bill that will stop the fascists from destroying the, the democracy. Think of the 2020 elections, deemed the most secure in American history by officials of the previous administration. Former President Trump told a lie, a big lie, that the Do election was the, stolen. The passion? Without proof or evidence. The former president and his allies repeated this lie over and over again, poisoning faith in our democracy and fomenting an armed insurrection at the Capitol. And now, in states across the country, Republican legislatures have seized on the big lie to restrict the franchise and inevitably make it harder for African Americans, Latinos, students, and the working poor to vote. Here in the 21st century, we are witnessing an attempt at the greatest contraction of voting rights since the end of Reconstruction and the beginning of Jim Crow. I mean, okay, what's the point of reading that? Give me some passion. Give some, get somebody up there to read it who can read it with feeling. Do you feel the urgency of the moment? And the, 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 the danger, the level of danger we're in? This is dangerous. That's why, you know, the other thing, I, I've, and you guys know, I'm always, half of me is like, get, get the fuck out. Just secede already. Stop. Enough. Secede. Get lost. We're tired of you. Aren't you tired of them? Of these filthy fascist pricks who have no interest in democracy? I don't know who, I mean, I'm tired of them, but I'm also tired of the Democratic Party. That that doesn't seem to, I mean, at least the leadership, where the leadership is concerned, they don't seem to really get how dangerous this time is. And we went, they were there. They were at the Capitol on January 6th. But it doesn't matter. The Republicans, un- believe it or not, I mean, this is another thing that I can't believe I'm living through. The Republicans are rewriting January 6th. Of course they are. They, they're doing everything they can to get their tax-cheating, draft-dodging, dictator-envying, con-man standard-bearer off the hook. Here, I'm trying to... Here, where the hell is it? It's so... Can you believe this shit? Look at this guy. Representative Andrew Clyde. There was no insurrection, and to call it an insurrection, in my opinion, is a bold-faced lie. Watching the TV footage of those who entered the Capitol and walked through Statuary Hall showed people in an orderly fashion staying between the stanchions and ropes taking videos and pictures. You know, if you didn't know the TV footage was a video from January the 6th, you would actually think it was a normal tourist visit. Are you effing kidding me? Here, Dan, Don Winslow Films put together this little answer to this traitor's um, big li- another, not the It's big lies, little lies, and every lie in between. Let me be clear. 
There was no insurrection, and to call it an insurrection, in my opinion, is a bold-faced lie. Watching the TV footage of those who entered the Capitol and walked through Statuary Hall showed people in an orderly fashion staying between the stanchions and ropes taking videos and pictures. You know, if you didn't know the TV Real. footage was a video from January the 6th, you would actually think it was a normal tourist visit. This is why people think the Republican Party is insane. What do you say about that? And then, so yesterday they had a hearing on Capitol Hill about the insurrection. Here's uh, Representative Paul Gosar. Members will appear in person and others will appear remotely via Zoom. Wait, where is that's not, huh? Here it is. Not a single person has been charged with... Hold on, hold on. He's going on about Ashley Babbitt, the traitor. The dupe, really. Once again, Mr. Rosen, to my knowledge, not a single person has been charged with a crime of insurrection. Mr. Rosen, do you recall the name of the young lady, a veteran wrapped in an American flag? Wrapped in a flag. That was killed in the U.S. Capitol? I do. Uh, Her name was Ashley Babbitt. Yes, Ashley Babbitt. Was Ashley Babbitt armed? Again, Congressman, I mean to be respectful no, of your Rosen, observations, but I just don't Mr. want to Rosen, talk about individual Rosen, situations. Uh, or I'm reclaiming my time, Mr. Rosen. No, she wasn't. She was wrapped in a U.S. flag. Was the death of Ashley? Well, Babbitt. guess what? Now she's got a flag draped coffin because she's a traitor. Remember when Poppy was on the show, Pap- Poppy Champlin, a couple of weeks ago, whenever it was, and we were talking about Ashley Babbitt, how she felt bad about Ashley. But I don't feel bad for her at all. She put herself into that in that position. She was a dumbass. Oh, she's a veteran. Me too. I'm not a stupid though. I'm not dumb enough to. I mean, maybe I have blind spots, but I'm not stupid enough to be duped by a treasonous, tax cheating, draft dodging dictator and being con man with a fake university and a vitamin scam. The Republican Party is. Not just um, the, the, the well, I guess all, oh, the overarching thing is they are the domestic enemies the founders warned us about, but they're actively spreading lo- the big lie, but also lies generated from the Kremlin. This whole thing with the, the pipeline that's been shut down because corporations run America you know, now the Republican never, they never meet um, a crisis in the country with a sense of unity. It's always a feeling of what they can get politically from the crisis. Joe Biden didn't have, any, didn't have anything to do with the Kremlin attacking a private corporation that runs a, a pipeline in this, com- in this company, yeah, in this country. But the Republicans are trying to exploit it. Like Biden's, um, by Bi- what they 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 put out? Uh, well, Fox News, Fox News put out a, a had an article. Biden in uh, under assault or something. Biden's. I, I mean, uh, this is a guy that just they they just released the approval ratings. He's got a an approval rating of near seventy percent, but they can't. They they will never allow the american people or 
the uh, especially well the Democratic Party, but the the American people in general to unify around anything. So the Kremlin, so um, Putin, with the tacit approval of Putin, of course they're trying to um, they they try to influence the election. They att- they try to hack into electronic voting machines. We know this for a fact. The this whether they were successful or not, I bet you we will never know. They said in Florida that the that the Russian the whatever Russian whoever they are the hackers Russian hackers tried to in um, hack into electronic voting machines in Florida. They said they the official report report said they were not successful, but. The Secretary of State of Florida at the time said that he would not divulge the, which counties were under were under assault. Who who believes that they weren't successful? Honestly, I don't really believe that. In fact, if they were successful, what would the Republican Party do about it? nothing? That's the point. They want them to be successful. The, they use, I mean, you're talking about um, the Republican Party, uh, Twitler, and his, the rest of his enablers. They passed um, intelligence to the Russians during the election so that they could use that intelligence, the targeted election, whatever, you know, the election... Um, uh, what's the word? The election demographics that they that they had on certain communities, so they could target those communities with misinformation that was generated specifically for these particular groups. Misinformation that they knew that they would be susceptible to believing. This is the Republican Party. This is what they did. We know this. Is what we know they did. So. Putin is attacking, cyber attacking the United States, and the Republican Party is spreading the propaganda generated from the Kremlin about the attack on the United States. Is this uh, a coincidence, or, or I mean, what is it? They're traitors. They are outright filthy fascist traitors, all of them. And they kicked out Liz Cheney from leadership because she wouldn't lie. She would not lie. She's a she's a disgusting monster. That's not good enough. See, being a disgusting monster isn't good enough anymore in the Republican Party. You have to be fully on board with the destruction of democracy, come what may, no matter what, whatever it takes. And that, like every destruction of democracy that we've seen in history, it it has to... It has to, um, there has to be liars, the lies, spreading lies. Like this fucking guy, Gosar, this scumbag. Oh, how many people, please raise your hand, are, are you as tired as I am of these old white crackers? 
wrecking this world. I, I mean, I'm so goddamn tired of it. And listen to this, sh- this son of a bitch. Now we're supposed to we're supposed to cry about Ashley Babbitt. I mean, I'm sorry. She was such a sucker and lost her life so stupidly. What a what a shitty way to go. What a dumb way to go. She's not a patriot. I don't care if she wore the uniform. Who cares? There are tra- so did Timothy McVeigh. So many traitors have worn the uniform. She's just another dumbass. Listen to this homicide. guy. Oh, it's a homicide. Yeah, that that's uh, a technical term. That means so what he it means that he she was killed by another human being. But um what this Paul Gosar is saying that the Capitol Police officer who was who was protecting the Democratic representatives that we sent to represent us in the halls of Congress that he murdered that he that he wasn't doing his job. See, the, 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 if uh, Blue Lives Matter, you know, it's only to Republicans. You're only doing your job if you murder a black man. Yeah, if you shoot him in the back of the head or something, you say you're um, under attack. So you shoot him in the back of the head, then you're uh, justified. But if you're protecting democracy itself from the likes of traitors, eh, that's a murder. So what are you saying is that this Capitol Police officer who shot Ashley Babbitt for being a dumb bitch who uh, who participated in an insurrection, she shouldn't have tried to jump into uh, into the Senate. That's what she was doing. They they had barred the door. Why would they b- put uh, barricade the doors with all kind with furniture piled high for a tour group? This is what we're supposed to believe. Uh, c- Congressman, I'm not trying to be unhelpful here, but I, I just cannot I, I, comment. I understand, but I mean. Reclaiming my time, as the death certificate says, it was a homicide. Who executed Ashley Babbitt? Executed. Uh, Congressman, I'm Are just going to have to say me? the same thing here, that I, I don't want to get into uh, the specific I, I agree. facts thank, thank you very much. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Now, Chief Conte, what are the rules of engagement at the D.C. protest? At DC protests, sir. Yes. Yeah, we are the only time that uh, we engage in donning riot gear, that kind of thing, is when in situations where there's an actual attack that's going on, sir. I'm not sure the. Uh, uh, well, I appreciate. I appreciate you, and thank you for your service, Madam Chairwoman. Oh, my constituents you. demand answers, but the truth is being censored and covered up. Sa- oh yeah. As a result, uh, the DOJ uh, is like harassing. Like in all fascist takeovers, th- this is part of the um, of the bullshit that fascist propagandists spread, that there's an underlying criminal cabal, that the government has been taken over by, you know, by, by traitors. So that's why in a state of emergency, we need to do whatever it takes to, even if that means destroying democracy itself, 
No, the Capitol riot. We all, we were there. Don't believe your lion eyes. Believe them. Believe the fascist pricks who say, it's not, hey, don't believe, don't even believe the cops themselves, the Capitol Police officers who were there. I mean, could you imagine? I, I feel so horrible thinking about the Capitol Police officers that have to go to work every day and protect the likes of Paul Gosar and see that prick in the halls and put their own lives on the line for the likes of the fascist prick who's now telling lies about them, about the day that they had to, uh, had to protect his ass from the traitors who were there to hang Mike Pence and that would have... They would have hanged Mike Pence. They would have murdered Nancy Pelosi and anybody else they encountered. Including Paul Gosar. What would he have done? They would have shit his pants. They would have dragged him out and put him on on that noose. Where do we live? Really? And then Joe Biden has to meet with these traitors because not only uh, so on one hand, they're they're just out there continuing to spread their lies. See, we're not dumbasses. We know that they're filthy fascist liars, but there are millions of dumbasses in this country. Like there are there are dumbasses everywhere. We don't have the corner market on dumbasses. But if this were a functioning democratic republic, the dumbasses would be on the, they they wouldn't be in power. They would be marginalized where they should be. It's disgusting. We have so many things against us. In this country, to uh, that's basically it's a miracle we haven't slipped into fascism before now, but we've always been teetering on the surface. Thanks to the undermining uh, from my entire life, I've watched it. The conservatives, the right wing, and the conservatives of both parties undermining the democratic system. What do you think it means when you, when you deregulate the media and you ensure that the, that the, that the, that the breath, a, a wide variety of voices, it gets whittled down to just five transnational corporations? What is that? That's not, uh, uh, that's not good for democracy. They knew that. We knew that. That just pisses me off all the time. It really does. Oh, no one could have predicted it. We didn't know the consequences. Bullshit. They knew it. And they did it anyway. Concentrating wealth. What do you think when you allow these, uh, I guess, oh, well, it's all about freedom, right? They talk about uh, undermining public schools in this country. We need public education because our, if you want to have a functioning democratic republic, you have to pass that on 
to the youth. You have to educate young people. And well, now we got to educate everybody. You have to educate the youth on what it means to what it means to be a good citizen, what that looks like, what that what is expected of uh, the American people. What is a, a democratic republic? What the hell? Why is that so special in world history and why it needs to be protected and how you do that? When you go after the very foundation of democracy itself, every, the, the, every pillar of democracy is undermined by conservatives because... They're not a, Democra- a, a small-D democratic ideology. They're not. They don't even pretend to be anymore. See, there was a time when the conservatives were... They had to be uh, brought, it, brought into line. Where, so like the conservatives like, uh, like Eisenhower, like the Republicans like him. He wasn't trying to undermine democracy. In fact, he was trying to protect democracy and the social contract from the from the fascist influences in his party of uh, at the time of his time, who wanted to destroy socialist security and destroy the 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 the, the, the pillars of democracy. The, the, the reason we form governments, we come together as a people and form a government, is so it works for all. It's supposed to work for all. The, and democracy is supposed to be the system where we all have a seat at the table. That in itself, the Republicans cannot handle. Unreal. Somebody better tell this Paul Paul Gosar bastard that the officer who shot Ashley Babbitt for trying to uh, trying to overthrow the American electoral process, doing her part to be a traitor, was cleared. The officer hears from NPR, the, the Department of Justice announced it will not pursue charges against the Capitol Police officer who fatally shot a rioter inside the Capitol building on January 6th. Following the shooting, an investigation was launched by the U.S. Attorney's Office. I mean, yes, U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of Columbia's Public Corruption and Civil Rights Section. Uh, with the Metropolitan Police Internal Affairs Division, according to the Justice Department, the investigation provided evidence, failed to provide evidence that the officer violated U.S. Code 18.242, depriving Babbitt of her rights under color of law. In order, this is a quote, in order to establish a violation of this statute, Prosecutors must prove beyond a reasonable doubt that the officer acted willfully to deprive Ms. Babbitt of the right protected by the Constitution or other law. Here, the Fourth Amendment right not to be subjected to unreasonable seizure. 
prosecutors would have to prove not only that the officer used force that was constitutionally unreasonable, but that the officer did so willfully, which whatever, whatever, whatever. The fact is he was cleared. Thank you, Robin M., for your super chat, social contracting with you, Tara, with my five cents. Yes, thank you. (laughs) It means a lot. It definitely does. Let's keep going with this with this traitor Paul Gosar harassing peaceful patriots across the country. So you hear him? He's the people who he's saying that the traitors who are being arrested and prosecuted for participating in an insurrection, a violent insurrection against democracy are being harassed. They're patriots being harassed. Yeah. As a result, the DOJ is harassing, harassing peaceful patriots across the country. Are you kidding? Without accurate answers, conspiracies continue to form. Russia hoax promoter, riot enabler, and Washington State Representative Pramala Jayapal, who objected to the electors in 2016 without the required What's support wrong of with Senator, his head? Filed an ethics complaint against me for the following for following the law under 3 U.S.C. Code oh, 15, away. the Electoral Count Act which she herself failed at in 2016. Uh, I mean, again, the whataboutism. Well, the Democrats, they, of course, the Republicans leave out the the actual, uh, they, 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 they leave out the specifics that no one incited a big lie and insurrection. The objection uh, for the various, for the filthy fucking fascist, filthy 50 fucking millionth time, the people who objected during 2016 were objecting uh, to specific electors in the Electoral College for technical reasons like they were holding multiple posts at the same time and it that was against the rules and blah blah fucking blah it it is tedious but never it never it nothing nothing no truth ever penetrates the republican brain they'll just keep spreading the lie again and again and again I know you are, but what am I? I know you are, but what am I? Well, you objected. Camilla, Pamela, whatever her name is, Jayapal. Notice it's always, you know, people with darker pigment, too. This is what we're up against. They're fascists. They're racist. They're freaks. They're liars. They hate democracy. It is that urgent. There is, you can't play nice with these pricks. I really hope, you know, I hope that Joe Biden and I hope that the Democrats understand. We know that filthy fucking, what's his face, uh, you know, West Virginia Joe Manchin, that he doesn't seem to grasp the urgency of now. But we have to do everything in our power, regardless of how the the scumbags whine and moan 
Oh, they want to, they want power. They want to stack the courts. We want to unstack the fucking court, unpack the courts. They've already packed the courts. If we behaved one iota in the fashion that the Republican Party has behaved for my entire life, watching them destroy this country, banging on the doors in 2001, I mean in 2000, trying to disrupt the vote count, everything that they have done. Stacking, not no, stacking the court. They picked a fucking president who didn't win. They put an illegitimate, another illegitimate fascist so-called president who received fewer votes. They put him in power despite not winning the election. If we had done something at that time. But what do Democrats do? Oh, well, go on about your business. Like Hillary Clinton in 2016. Donald Trump is going to be our president. We owe it to him to give him a chance. How many chances do these pricks need? All of them. The entire Republican Party is the problem. Not just, I mean, Liz Cheney, the rest of them. Uh, the, the only answer to what they're inflicting on this country is to ensure that they never get power by any means necessary. If that means blowing up the filibuster, yes, we have to do it. Because there, this is it. This is it. Joe Manchin, you son of a bitch. This is it. It's now or never. We either fix it now or we're done. There won't be any second chances. There's no fourth chances, fifth chances. There's no chances. This is it. What does it take? So on one hand, we have to witness the insurrection. Now we have to witness the big lie around the insurrection. And then we have to go along with... uh, On one day... We uh, have to watch Joe Biden meet with the insurrectionists as if they never incited an insurrection. It's baffling. It's crazy making. And it's certainly not the recipe for success in this country. Colleagues even wildly speculated that Republican members of Congress gave reconnaissance tours. Wildly protesters offering no proof whatsoever. I've repeatedly asked for the Capitol footage from before and during January 6th. Such footage would provide answers, could contain exculpatory evidence regarding the outrageous accusations against members of Congress, and most importantly, exonerate the many Americans who peacefully protested and never took Peacefully protested! Mr. Rosen, wouldn't you agree that the security footage of a public building, of public officials, paid for by public taxpayers, potentially containing exculpatory evidence, should be provided to public defenders? What? Congressman, I'm just going to have to refer to my opening remarks again. Well, that, that I, there are certain I, limitations I, do, I have here today. I do, and I believe the American public should see that footage. Madam Chairwoman, I, must, must, I and the American people commend you for holding this hearing. It's, if my Democratic no colleagues I... really want the truth, they would join me in demanding the release of these Capitol surveillance footage on and the proceedings of January 6th. I yield back. Thank you. Wow. 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 This is where we are. 
the Republicans are now rewriting January 6th. Trump must be so pleased. And I say again, they're... It's baffling to me that that's that's the guy that will destroy this country. Right? And somehow it's also poetic that a con man is going to, if given the chance and if he is successful, he will destroy this Democratic Republic. Like Michael Cohen said when he testified, if Donald Trump loses the election, there will not be a peaceful transfer of power. Well, we're, we're, here we are. Here we fucking are. For example, Officer Fanon, he was uh, one of the the people, uh, one of the Capitol Police officers during the insurrection, who fought the insurrectionists, who put his life on the line, who had who suffered a heart attack from the stress of that day. And he's been, in fact, right before we went on air, it was on Twitter that he, that, um, what's his name? Here, representative, here's from the Daily Beast. Hold on a second, I'll wait for the music. My name is Tara Devlin, become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. On here, right here, this is from the Daily Beast. Representative Kevin McCarthy's staff hung up on Capitol Police Officer, um, uh, Fanon calling about January 6th Eric Sh- Representative Eric Swalwell says a Capitol Police officer who has spoken out publicly about his experience during the Capitol January 6th Capitol riot was given the cold shoulder by the leader of the House Republicans when the policeman called to talk about the attempted insurrection according to another member of Congress Eric Swalwell Eric Swalwell took to Twitter on Wednesday to uh, to upbraid House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy. I just spoke with a very upset Officer Michael Fanone. Fanone has made multiple requests to talk to the GOP leader. He wants to show McCarthy what he experienced on January 6th. Today, he was hung up on by McCarthy's staff. Swalwell wrote, McCarthy's communication director, my Michelle Perez Exner, denied the, execu- uh, the uh, accusation, calling it not true. I'm sure. Fake. Everything is not true. Everybody, we have so much, uh, only so much energy to expend, but we're supposed to be continuously lying about the true patriots in this country, you see, it's not an insurrection, but don't believe your lying eyes. It's a bunch of patriots on a tour, don't you know? And I guess they couldn't find the bathroom, so they decided to rub their patriotic feces on the carpets and the drapes. You know, the patriots who took pictures on... uh, putting their feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk, destroying the the placards, leaving notes for representatives and senators saying justice is coming and we're bad, we're coming back and you'll be, you were warned. Fucking scums. Oh, it's not true. 
asserting that Fanon had spoke to the Republican staff. Officer Fanon told me he was hung up on. Are you call- well? Excuse me, I'm using a voice. That's not. That's not the. Let's start again. This is Swawo, who said Officer Fanon told me he was hung up on. Are you calling him a liar? Oh well, yeah. Of course they are. They're calling him a liar. They know. They know that their dumbasses will believe whatever they say. And apparently, these freaks live in a world where this the the only party that isn't inciting an insurrection, and that those are the ones that are lying to you, the ones who are killing people and uh, in in uh, rather than count votes. I mean, they, the ones who are out there with sowing not just sowing the lies, but threatening violence. I mean, this has been escalating from the, the, these are the ones mailing pipe bombs to representatives. We're supposed to all forget about that. How many, I mean, remember when they were mailing anthrax to representatives. This is what the right wing does. They're violent. They've always been violent. In fact, they are the domestic terrorists the founders warned us about the fbi says the greatest terrorist threat homeland security says that right wing white violent insurrectionist traitors white supremacists they are the biggest danger to this country and you know maybe it'll be too late i don't know is it too late is it already too late i wonder Sometimes I really do because how come I'm I'm so over uh, I mean I'm so in, racked with anxiety and trying as much as I can to spread the alarm and sound the alarm and you know we get what do we get in return we get uh, Joe Manchin doing what is he doing let's see here where's well, here, here, look, we get this. Think of the 2020 elections, deemed the most secure in American history by officials of the previous administration. Former President Trump told a lie, a big lie. <laughs> oh, I can feel the weight stolen. of Without your proof or evidence. Your the former president and his allies repeated this lie over and over again. Here, and when we get this. Faith, prayerful that somebody will intervene today and say you just tipped the scale too far i uh, i one of my prayers is that the republicans will take back their party the country needs a strong republican party that's mm-hmm. done so much for our country you hear the you could probably not hear because it it's too low i i can hear it in my headphones the person who's interviewing nancy pelosi the corporate media pundit is is agreeing with her. She said, the, the American people need a Republican Party that's done so much good for this country. And you hear the corporate mouthpiece going, mm-hmm. Have it be hijacked as a cult at this time is really a, a sad thing for America. Be prayerful that somebody will... In- <laughs> be prayerful. Yeah, I'm prayerful that somebody is going to intervene on them and say are you kidding me what joe biden needs to do 
is take that filthy freaking Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema by the lapels like Johnson. Like we were told the famous stories about how Johnson would grab senators and Congress people and threaten them to get on board or else that's what Joe Biden needs to do. Get on board, bitch, or else, or it's over. We're not, it's not about the power of the Democratic Party. It's about the power to continue the constitutionally limited Democratic Republic itself. Really? This is not a drill. This is it. We either do it now or we don't. This is the last chance. I've been saying for years that we're getting closer to fascism. It's right below the surface. Well, here it is. And what's the response? Like, what do you think future generations are going to say? They will see it with the perspective of time, of course, and they will know where, where the missed opportunities were. This is a missed opportunity right now. It's now or n- you have to behave as if you you don't really have any much time because we don't. We don't have a lot of time left. Here's Officer Fanon on CNN. Sir Michael Fanon joins me now, speaking tonight on his own behalf. Mike, how you doing? I didn't know that I would get this emotional about just talking about your story because when this happened we weren't friends and now it feels personal to me because we're friends and i want everyone you thank you for doing this what has this been like for you um since that day when when you think about that day i mean it's been a roller coaster man it's been up and down um you know i think probably for about the first two weeks after the sixth uh, i was still you know, riding pretty high on adrenaline. Um, shortly thereafter, I started to uh, experience some of the, I guess, more psychological um, injuries, mm. uh, PTSD, uh, some of the emotional trauma uh, from, you know, from what I experienced that day. Mm. Yeah. It's also how you doing. It's also the trauma of having to not only go to work. Could you imagine going to work every day with these pricks who are now doing everything in their power to negate the entire experience that has that gave you a heart attack and has you psychologically traumatized that to the point where. How many other, uh, how many, there were a few uh, off the top of my head, I'm forgetting the number, uh, but the Capitol Police officers who committed suicide after this. What the hell? Uh, uh, The Republicans want you to know, though, that blue lives matter. Blue, they love waving those blue lives matter flags especially when they're beating the Capitol Police over the head with the flagpole. 
Well, let me see. Let's go it forward. I think it's dangerous. Um, it is very much not the experience that I had on the 6th. Um, you know, I experienced a group of individuals that were trying to uh, kill me to accomplish, you know, their goal. Um, and I think that Sorry, Don. Man, I didn't think I'd get this emotional. Um, yeah, I mean, I experienced the most brutal, uh, savage, hand-to-hand uh, -hand combat of my entire life, let alone my policing career. Savage. Which spans almost two is decades. Is an appropriate word. Um, it was nothing that that I had ever uh, thought would be a part of my law enforcement career, and nor was I prepared to experience. Mm. Why has it been so tough for you? Was it that day? Did that did that sort of change any sort of reality for you, or any sort of perspective for you to see people who have professed so much love? an adoration for law enforcement basically trying to kill you? Ugh. Yeah, I mean, it was difficult. Like, again, I, I think I'm a pretty apolitical person. Um, you know, I, my preference mistake. is uh, I look at politics the same way I look at the Olympics. Like, I like my politics every four years and only for the month that uh, the election season is taking. And that's a problem. It really is. It's part of how the Republicans get away with their shit. People need to be informed. They need to be engaged. It's also why what you're doing, supporting this show, is so important. It has to get the word out. So the people like him, and, and he's one of millions, I, I, I appreciate him. I appreciate him for speaking out, and I'm... a I am appalled what he went through and will do anything and everything in my power to ensure it never happens again. But we have a duty to be aware, politically engaged in our communities, in our lives. Otherwise, it's over. It's already uh, uh, hanging by a thread. You can't just pay attention to politics every four years like the Olympics. That's why people like him, I guess, if they're not paying attention, do they really think that the Republican Party is sincere? That they are sincerely um, representing their constituents to, for the best interest of their communities? Get the hell out of here. I'm here to tell you guys they're not. We have a big problem in this country. We have so many problems. One of the pro I mean, the original problem is money in politics. But corporations running government, and they don't give a shit what kind of government we got. Clearly. As we know, the corporations after January 6th said, just like Lindsey Graham, I'm out. 
I'm out of here. I'm not supporting any insurrectionists. Well, now they're back supporting, bribing, legally bribing the insurrectionists. Oh, they wanted us not to notice, though. But like in every fascist takeover, I mean, fascism is good for business. Fascism is great. They, corporations do great under fascism. Because they don't have an uppity bunch of labor activists to contend with living wages. Forget it. You don't like, you don't want living wages. We got uh, slave wages. Take the, take your pittance. Well, that's, that's what we're doing. That's what's happening. That's what we're up against. The co- uh, just like the Republicans. Did we expect corporations to have any integrity? Are you kidding me? Here, let's continue with him for another. Taking place the rest of the time. Like, I don't give a um, But I think, like, as a law enforcement officer, you know, my experience has been, you know, policing, like, we've, We've been taking it on the chin for quite a while. And, um, you know, with the previous administration, there was like a lot of pandering towards law enforcement. Uh, and I was susceptible to that, I think, like many of my colleagues were. Um, but I was. And to have a group of individuals or, or a, you know, someone who had espoused to be a law and order official or a law and order president uh, and then experience what I experienced on the 6th, uh, which, you know, I believe resulted from the rhetoric that was being used uh, in the, you know, weeks leading up to January 6th. Um, I mean, that was difficult to uh, to come to terms with. Mm. I want to show this video because we see you, Michael, being beaten, dragged out in this mob of rioters. My God. What do you remember? Do you remember anything from this moment? What were they saying to you, saying to your colleagues, trying to do to you? What do you remember? Oh, my God. So once I was separated from the the group of officers that were in the tunnel, I was, I remember being pulled out into the crowd. I remember the, it, experiencing like feelings like, uh, I don't, like when you're a kid, you're at the beach and you get knocked down by a wave and then you get knocked down by another wave and you just can't get up. Um, that's what it felt like. I remember, you know, once I was, you know, able to uh, kind of steady myself, get my bearings, like I was just surrounded in this sea of people uh, rioters, and they just started attacking me from all directions. Guys were, uh, you know, ripped my badge off, ripped my radio off, uh, started grabbing at my my firearm, um, mm. trying to grab, you know, ammunition magazines from my belt. Fucking traitor um, fucks. It, it was just, uh, you know, it was overwhelming. Um, I mean, I felt like they were trying to kill me. You because thought you were going to die. Because they were. I did. 
I thought that that was a distinct possibility. Um, yeah. Do you remember coming to? But it's amazing, like what, how? Go on, finish your thought. Oh, uh, so I was, I was conscious. No, I'm sorry. I was, I was conscious during that, uh, you know, that period of time. Um, I remember. Like, it's amazing, like how much information you can process, you know, in even in the midst of that amount of chaos. Um, I was like, I was cognizant of what people were trying to do to me. Um, the fact that, you know, some individuals were trying to take my gun. And I remember thinking, you know, like identifying specific people in the crowd and thinking like, okay, this person is trying to kill me. Like I can use deadly force here. Wow. Uh, and then I remember thinking that, you know, okay, if I do use deadly force against, you know, one or two of these individuals, there's 15,000 people out here. The likelihood of me surviving by using deadly force is, uh... Hi there, come uh, on in. Come on. What if I told you that being proactive about your health now... Shut up. All right. That was an ad for those on the podcast. It just popped up. We're watching the video from a YouTube feed. <sighs> God help us all. Let me get back to the chat. Guys, thank you, Errol Thomas, for your super chat. Errol says, Republican, well, Republicans need to be smart by going back to picking up where, picking up from where Eisenhower left off. Yeah. Robin M., thank you for your super chat. Robin writes, another super chat. Kudos to Officer Fanon. Exactly. Uh, it's, see, this is part of the problem with this country. Not only do we, we have to endure the, the trauma of the consequences, of living in the consequences of Republican actions. This is what they they they've have they've sown. This is the world the right wingers have brought to us. What they bring to our uh, fellow Americans, where you can't go to a supermarket, you can't go to work one day when the electors are counting the the votes. Now you have PTSD for the rest of your life. You go to a supermarket, you might get shot dead. You go to a concert, you might get shot. You go to school. We have kids going through live shooter drills. I guess that's one good thing about remote learning. You don't have to worry about somebody coming in with an, uh, with an assault weapon to murder your children. But then... We have, not only do you have to go through the trauma of living in the United States of serfs and lords overrun with the fly monkey right-wing fascists, freaks, liars, big liars, insurrectionists, traitors, outright effing traitors, but then you have to endure their indifference and their lies trying to make us crazier than we already are. They don't even want to... They don't even care. I'm sure you saw the clip of Amy Klobuchar. I mean, not my favorite Democrat, as you know. But 
Amy Klobuchar holding a hearing with uh, about um, the election. Let's see. Klobuchar. I'll just look it up. I bet you I can find it right on Twitter. And she she brings out, she says right to Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz's filthy fascist face, that you, you're the one who helped incite an insurrection. And, and Ted Cruz is sitting there, not paying attention, just texting or looking at his phone. That's what they are. They don't give a shit. Can we get... They're just going through the motions. It's too... Eh, whatever. He's probably looking at flights to Cancun or something. Maybe he's on Telegram seeing if Twitler has insulted his wife. Oh, here. I just got this on my phone. Trump told Christopher Miller, do whatever is necessary to protect demonstrators ahead of the Capitol riot. Well, we know, we know that he knew what was going on, that he was inciting an insurrection. He was gleeful about it. Kevin McCarthy knows that. Here. Don't have control over our election. Okay, so I have so much issues with what you just said, because I'm thinking back to 2016, uh, when, in fact, Hillary Clinton conceded the election, when, in fact, we had an electoral college, I know because uh, Senator Blunt and I uh, were in charge of it, and uh, Vice President, look, then Vice look President at him. Biden, was presiding prick. over it. And it oh, I went can't listen through. to this. Uh, looking to at results. Cancun flights. Then let's fast forward to the day of the insurrection, to January 6th, when, in fact, you, Senator Cruz, not all of your colleagues here today. Oh, well, you how generous of you, Amy Klobuchar. There you go again. Not all of you. I, I Shut the fuck up, man. Really. Will these Democrats stop? Not all of you. Re Republicans, not all of you are completely 99.9 .9 zillion percent fascist. Maybe you're just 98.123 zillion percent fascist. So don't worry, not all of you. America needs an, a, a strong Republican Party that's done so good for this country. Come on, everybody. You know me. I'm a bipartisan. I can work with you fascists and traitors. Don't worry. I can get the votes of traitors by being a little bit traitor. Just being a little, I'm acting traitorous a little bit. You know, wink and nod to the traitors. Don't worry. That's my, that's the game. That's the Republic. I mean, that's the, that's the conservative Dem game. Uh-oh, here comes, here comes my emotional support cat. Come on, everybody. Here he comes. Get up here. Are you coming up? Testing the Electoral College. Blah, you were blah, leading blah. one of the leaders on the effort to say that the election uh, results were not correct. Um, and so you wonder uh, why we want to make sure that people have the right to vote. Oh. Well, it's because of 
this kind I'm of looking at and my this phone kind of and an insurrection at the Capitol and a former president that is still maintaining that he somehow won the election. Yeah, it's nothing to hear. It's not true. Yeah, nothing to pay and attention to. And so that's to. why, if you ask why we are still interested in protecting our democracy from that day of January oh. 6th on, uh, I think that's your answer. Uh, knock, knock. So boring. Your Can't we all just put it behind us? Well, that's that's the Republican agenda. They want. They keep saying how. Why can't we just move forward? This insurrection, insurrection. What's a little insurrection once in a while? Who? Everybody can deal with a little insurrection. Little big lies. Yeah. Maybe there's big lies. You're, but you're you're lying. You see, you say it's. We're lying. We say you're lying. You say it's Jim Crow 2.0, what we're trying to do by destroying the elections, making sure that people with darker pigment can't vote. And we say you're Jim Crow 2.0. You see? It's, it's, it's fucking nuts. You're lying? You say we're lying? Well, you're lying. You see, when trying to protect democracy is now Jim Crow 2.0. Not being a traitor is now being a traitor. All right, hold on, Junior. You're a good boy. Look at him for a second, everybody. Look at him. Say that to the friends. Hello, Tara Junior. (laughs) <laughs> Hello, Tara Jr. Jr. Your friends and fans are here. I will call him Tara Jr. Jr. All right. He doesn't like that. Look at him. He's not looking up. All right, sit down. Sit down. Oh, here he comes back. Oh, my God. Junior, it's hard to do a show when you're sitting on the keyboard. Do you understand? No, you don't understand. Look at my eyes, everybody. I need to get... I need new eyes. Do I look weird without my glasses? Look at my hair. Do you realize... I haven't had a haircut in a year. <laughs> You're like, of course, it, I can tell. Look at this shit. I kind of like it, though. If it was a little, you know, styled. All right. Thank you, Richard W., for your super chat. Another great show, Tara. You're, you're amazing, Richard. You're amazing. All right. Well, our, speaking of, but well, not speaking of Richard. I was going to say speaking of traitors. You're not, and I'm not speaking of Richard. Richard's not a traitor. He's a patriot. Oh wait, hold on, Tara. I can't get to the keyboard when you're sitting on it. Bum, 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 bum. Holy shit, that goes by so fast. Let's lower this. Um. 
speaking of the traitors, for example, I, I, I know it's, I'm all over the place, but that's the way it is on Terror Buster, especially when I haven't done a show in a few days. That's another reason why you want to become a patron at a, uh, and we get to do a show, a daily show at a set time, because just the shows just get better. They do. Oh, here it comes. I love my cat. You know that. I love all of my cats. But sometimes I just don't want them sitting on the keyboard. Okay? I just don't want it and it's difficult it's hard to do the show i'm trying to type the cat's sitting on the keyboard pushing buttons there's so many things all right another thing that's here's on file this under concerning <laughs> former u.s military leaders sign a bizarre open letter pushing election lies he's back junior if you just sit and don't move, maybe we can do it. All right, hold on. Move that here. Everything has to move now. Put that here. Put that there. Let's see. All right. Camera, cat, keyboard. The keyboard up here. Cat's still in the way, but not as much. Sit down. Sit. Just sit. All right. Okay, look. See? I can type. <laughs> Look at the cats rubbing against the microphone. That's that noise that you're hearing. All right. Over 120 retired generals and admirals have signed a letter falsely claiming the 2020 election was stolen in a move other veterans say erodes democratic norms. Of course it does. This is so beyond the pale, but it goes to show you that in every Republican heart beats and every Republican chest beats the heart of fascism because they don't give a shit about norms in a fascist country. The military, what, what norms? What, what concession to um, c civilian leadership? I, you know, you guys know I was in the military. And part of the training includes to the... The stress, the, I'm trying to formulate it. They, part of it, if I remember being specifically taught, not that whatever, you know, I needed to be, but they, part of the training included the, the, uh, is it a warning or, um, it wasn't really a warning, but to remain apolitical especially well specifically when you're um, representing yourself as a member of the military so you can't go to parades specific uh, gatherings in your uniform this this was stressed that you shouldn't openly be supportive of uh, any particular political party and you would and if you wore your uniform in political environments you're giving the impression that the military is uh is a political organization so it's sort of like the judiciary in that way you're 
which has also been blown up and been completely dis- distorted and destroyed thanks to right wingers they've corrupted the judiciary to such a point where the republicans they don't even pretend to have the the veneer of um you know of being apolitical like for example amy coney bitchface the the illegitimate unqualified flunky without honor another republican without honor amy, let me see amy coney barrett refused to recuse herself from a case that is being argued before her refused to rec- uh concerning a group of people that actually put money into getting her on the Supreme Court. So she was asked to recuse herself and she refused. She should recuse herself because, you know, it's the right thing to do. These people put you on, helped run ads to put your unqualified, no honor, fucked up uh, conservative ass on the court and you're you don't even they're not even pretending anymore if amy coney barrett had any integrity if she had any honor just like neil gorsuch and and the rest of the filthy fat well uh cavan and john roberts all of these especially the the trump and z appointed Supreme Court justices who were there is no I mean I can argue that John Roberts is the same thing put on the court by a president appointed illegitimately appointed by the Supreme Court a president who received fewer votes and so you could you could argue that he's another illegitimate Supreme Court justice but you, it's also argued, and it can't be denied, that the filthy, disgusting, fascist Mitch McConnell put, used his disgusting gravedigger of American democracy ways and put these illegitimate Supreme Court justices on the bench by, by nefarious means. And you can only... He could only do that if he found co-conspirators. So Amy Coney Barrett, Kavanaugh, and, um, and Neil Gorsuch are all dishonorable, disgusting, uh, no-integrity scumbags uh, who, who have no business sitting on the Supreme Court. If they had any honor when Mitch McConnell called them and said, uh, I want you to participate in one of the dis- one of my uh, plots to destroy democracy, they would have said, no, thanks. That's the problem. It's not just the so-called representatives. It's the people. It's also those who go along with them, the enablers, the voters, the people who vote for them. So Amy Coney Barrett, she's just, uh, of course, 
according to just as an aside because it came up according to where Esquire magazine Charles Pierce he writes the article for Esquire this is deeply obviously and laughably corrupt a Koch organization boosted the Supreme Court candidacies of Amy Coney Barrett Neil Gorsuch and Brett Kavanaugh now they will rule on a case where its affiliate is the plaintiff could you uh, could you imagine I keep saying that you could you don't have to imagine it's happening but can you imagine if that were Democrats the Democrats would fucking recuse themselves this is what they do the Democrats are too busy pretending, going along and pretending that we have a functioning society. I guess it's sort of like whistling past the graveyard. If I pretend long enough, maybe it'll make it so. If I act as if this is a functioning, constitutionally limited democratic republic, and we have a two-party system and both of those parties are functioning as, as organized... Functioning with the integrity and the best that they could do with the good of the country at heart. Please. No, that's not happening. Ugh. Amy Coney Barrett. Rookie Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney Barrett is having an interesting week. On Monday, she and the other eight wise souls... Listen to oral arguments in Americans for Prosperity Foundation versus Rodriguez and Thomas More Law Center versus bon- Bonta. Bonta? B-O-N-T-A. Both cases involve laws requiring nonprofit political groups to report donor information to the IRS. The AFP group mentioned in the first case happens to be a Coke-financed outfit a closely affiliated organization, Americans for Prosperity, also happened to pay for an ad campaign shilling for Barrett during her lickety-split confirmation. Remember that? Just, I think it was a little over a week at that. Right? People were already voting. These pricks are irredeemable. Oh, let them whine. Democrats are packing the Supreme Court. They want to pack the courts. Let them fucking whine and do it anyway. We must expand the Supreme Court. We must just blow up the filibuster and pass H.R. 1. We must. Or it's over. You get it? It's effing over. A closely... All right, here it is. Uh, This has drawn the attention of Senator Sheldon Whitehouse, who dropped the justice a line. During your recent confirmation proceedings, you were asked in written questions whether you would recuse yourself from Americans for Prosperity Foundation versus Rodriguez. A case pending, then pending, on the court's docket. You declined to do so, answering that, As a sitting judge and a judicial nominee, it would be, it would not be appropriate. That's her voice, because she sounds like a child. It would not be appropriate for me to offer an opinion on an abstract legal 
issue? Well, that's not the abstract, bitch. That's a fucking direct question. It's not abstract. What if you had a case that was up up your uh, your judicial alley? Um, let's say you had a case where a bunch of fuckers gave you money and wanted you to get your corrupt ass on the court. Then they ran ads for your your scum sucking corrupt ass and. Um, then they were in front of your your you um, arguing for continued corruption. What would you do? That's not a friggin' abstract. That's a question. Will you recuse yourself from uh, from this case that's pending before the Supreme Court called Americans for Prosperity Foundation versus Rodriguez? And now here we are. You see how Republicans make us nuts. They make us crazy. Should they ask her a question and she says, it would not be appropriate for me to offer an opinion on abstract legal issues. That's not an abstract effing question, you dumb bitch. You know what abstract means, bitch? You Do you? Maybe you're stupid because that's part of the Republican baseline. You have to be stupid. To be a Republican, so I'm not surprised that a Supreme Court justice would be a stupid bitch who doesn't know the meaning of the word abstract. So do you need a definition? Because that ain't it. We asked you a direct question. Will you recuse yourself from a case where the, the plaintiffs in the case are seeking to continue their corruption and they founded your corrupt ass and put you on the court through corrupt processes. So uh, what's the difference, right? <laughs> it's sort of like uh, corruption, corruption. Well, you, who knows when next thing you know, you're, you're as long as you're, um, you love Jesus or something, uh, right? There'll be no corruption in heaven. We'll all get mansions. There'll be no brown people. It'll be beautiful. <sighs> At minimum, there should be a public explanation as to why you think recusal is not required under federal law since your participation in the case on these facts would appear to be both a conflict with USC 28 and effectively overturn Caperton, the member writes, understanding this determination will also aid Congress in its ongoing consideration of judicial ethics and transparency rules. Of course, Barrett did no such thing, writes Charlie Pierce. She didn't even give the senators, guess what, the courtesy of a response because, meh, they're only Democrats. This ain't a functioning, constitutionally limited Democratic Republic anymore. The propaganda outlets will churn out more bullshit propaganda. So the morons, the insurrectionists, the future Ashley Babbitts of the world will consider any disdain for the constitutionally limited Democratic Republic as a um, patriotic thing to do. Except it's the exact opposite of patriotism. It is fucking treason. And that's who they are. This whole thing, 
crumbles if there is if there's no respect for the for the co-equal equal I can't talk sometimes you know words are hard equal branches of government so when someone it's sort of like the court if the court if you're subpoenaed to go to court and you don't show up there has to be consequences to that otherwise the court has no power that's why they could put your ass in jail but if if none of that has any any weight and it doesn't happen then nobody who will show up nobody there has no there's no bite same thing with this bitch so when a senator sends you a question a co-equal branch of government expects you to act in a as a supreme court justice with the weight of that position and respond to a simple question and you don't answer it you just ignore it what does that say i'm above the law the legislative body the first branch of government I'm above it. What does Amy Coney Barrett have to respond? Eh, she's Amy Coney Barrett. She's a bitch. She's a corrupt bitch. She has no business being on the court. She never tried a case. Her only qualification is that she's a, is a lickspittle, a fascist. That's it. There are fascists in every society. This is the authoritarian personality some people prefer fascism especially racist pricks dumbasses of course all right-wingers that's that's their base but you don't that's why you don't give them power that's why you protect democracy like it's a new like it's a little newborn baby and there are wolves at the door because that's what it's like Get up here then. All right. You coming up? He just, he sits there like poised to jump. And it it gives me anxiety because I'm like, are you jumping? When are you going to jump? Now I have to move everything again because you decided to leave and now you're back. You're a good boy though. I think I'll keep it. But now you made the camera fucking unfocused, but... I don't know why. How'd that happen? How did that happen? How did you do that? Like I said, maybe it's on a sensor. It only unfocuses when you look like shit. (laughs) So it's a sensor-based camera. Right, Junior? Right? Look at the camera. Look over here. Can you hear him purring? He's just a purr machine. He's very good like that. He's good for my blood pressure, except when he's jumping on the keyboard. But <sighs> In a statement to Forbes, the senator called the justice's decision not to recuse another dent in the court's credibility. Justice Barrett is ignoring important ethical standards to rule in a case that could open our democracy to further infiltration of dark money. Well, that's why she's there. 
guys. That's why enough of this. Well, this question. It may, she's opening up the door to further corruption. It's not a possibility. It's not she may. She's. It's about time that the Democrats call it like it is. She's there. She is there on the court. That's why they put her there. She's on the court to open it to corrupt influences, and she's corrupt. This is another way. All right, guys, guys. This is what another reason why the liberal media is vital, because we have to get the word out. It is our patriotic duty to expand the Supreme Court to nullify the corrupt, unethical pricks who destroyed it. If you want to bring integrity back to the court... We must expand the Supreme Court. Oh, we want a court pack. No, you already packed the court. And here is an example. You want more dark money? I mean, how much more dark money? There's no more dark money anymore where it's... I don't even know. It's too late as it is. So, please... Her choice to press forward in spite of recusal laws also creates a troubling new precedent. Well, that's them. Remember when Scalia was going off and uh, on hunting trips with uh, the corporate fucking CEOs who were arguing cases in front of the court? And then you have the rest of them, the Alito and Thomas. They would go to CPAC and go to all these uh, conservative, um, whatever you call it, all the conservative speeches and whatnot. Like, fuck you. They're not supposed to do that. But that was 10, 20 years ago. They're already, they already have destroyed the court. Oh, but it's Democrats that want to pack they just want power. And when the Republicans say the Democrats just want power, yeah, we want the power to save democracy and the American experiment from the fascist corrupt influences of the Republican Party. But the Democrats, you see, they have another, like the Amy Klobuchar's of the world. She, we ha- they have a vested interest in, for some bizarre reason in rehabbing and giving these Republicans um, an out, constantly giving them more, I don't know, consideration than the Republican Party would ever give any of them and us and the uh, American experiment. Are you kidding me? They were there on January 6th. They watched these traitors. That's only the, that's only the first battle. You understand? It's not over. They're going to do it again. It's going to happen again. Like I was saying with, before I got off track with the, well, onto another track with Amy Coney Bitchface. Over 120 retired U.S. generals and admirals published a disturbing open letter this week pushing the false conspiracy theory that Joe Biden stole the election while arguing that he might be mentally unfit for office. That's another one of these Republican frames, which 
it's because Joe Biden is popular. He's got a high approval rating. So the Republicans are trying to come up with a thing like, oh, he's not really in control. He's he has dementia and he's been taken over by the brown people and the socialists. And the, uh, that's that's what they're trying to do. This letter released on Monday by a group calling itself Flag Officers for America reads like a screed ripped from Trump's now defunct Twitter account, replete with erratic punctuation. What else is new? Because when fascism comes to America, it will be carrying misspelled signs. And misspell, they'll be sending... You remember all the misspellings? How, how embarrassing? Every, every Trump press release, I mean, it sounded like um, a, uh, an, an irritated 14-year-old at, uh, in high school who got... Who, who got um, I don't know, who's emotionally unstable, schoolyard bully, who doesn't, who has the intellectual curiosity and capacity of a 14-year-old scholdyard bully. That's what it sounded like. Who knew, has the same, um, you know, ability to write a coherent sentence. filled with erratic punctuation, far-right talking points, and outright lies around the 2020 election. The letter raised alarm among many current and former military members. This is really, to my mind, a classic, very bad example of the erosion of the civil-military relations in America, which is the bedrock of our democracy. There we go again. How many times have... We had to make that statement around various um, bedrocks of our democracy. All of the bedrocks of our democracy are under attack. This uh, statement came from retired Army Colonel Jeffrey McClausen, a visiting professor at Dickerson College and a national security consultant for Huffington Post. The letter begins by asserting that our nation is in deep peril. This is the fascist letter. And that we are in the fight for our survival as a constitutional republic. Do you believe this? It's sort of like the Nazis. Well, not just sort of like. It's what they did. See, the Nazis were only doing what they did to save the republic. Everybody's saving the republic. That's what the first emperor of uh, Rome, Emperor Augustus, he was saving the republic from the people who were who were actually trying to save the republic but he killed them so you know like no other time since our founding in 1776 the conflict between supporters of socialism versus marxism versus supporters of constitutional freedom and liberty versus liberty i mean whatever who cares The nation has arrived at this precipice, the letter argues, because of election fraud, which doesn't exist, 
This is the big lie. And uh, without fair and honest elections, well, that means when, let me translate from the fascist, black people voting. People with darker pigment and Democrats, all of all pigments, uh, that's the problem. You can't have, when Democrats vote, that's the end of the constitutional republic. You see, when you have an actual party who represents the people and the people's voice, then that's the end. That's the, the absolute end. Let's see. It's adding that the FBI and the Supreme Court must act swiftly when election irregularities are surfaced and not ignore them as was done in 2020. This is what they're fucking saying. Even though, I mean, let's go through it again. It's so exhausting. That's what, isn't it exhausting? living with these fucking fascists. That's why I want them to secede already. Just goddamn secede, please. This time we won't stop you. Stop already. Just shut up, secede, and build a wall. We could do it. We could come up with, let's get together and come up with a segment, section of this country. What do you want? Which parts do you want? You want Kansas? Okay, you got it. You want, I mean, no offense to Kansas. Because there are normal people there too. There are normal people everywhere. We, We could figure out a spot where you can, Wyoming, I don't know. Take it. Take it and get the fuck out and just then build a wall. Build it quickly. I will help. I'll send my last of my blue state dollars to you to build that wall. I will. You Oh, you would see me here. Build a wall. Build a wall. I'd be wearing a shirt. Build the wall. But it'll be building the wall around the, co- the Confederate traitors. The racists, the traitors, the freaks, the fascists, the scumbags, the liars. There is no evidence of fraud affecting the results of the 2020 election. Again, I repeat, we repeat. How many times do we have to repeat? It never ends. You not, you not, you, how many times? I'll answer my own question. It never ends. Yet the admirals and generals who signed the letter agree, or ar- yeah, argue, excuse me, there is no need there is need. Um, I don't know why. I have dyslexia sometimes. Yet the admirals and generals who signed the letter argue there needs to be more restrictive voting measures to ensure election integrity, so-called. Meaning to destroy the election integrity. That's what they mean. Such measures currently being enacted by Republican state legislatures across the country seek to make it more difficult for brown and black people to vote. Which is a phrase that annoys me. Thanks to Daniel, who's opened my eyes. Race is a construct, black and brown. You know, and the other thing is, just this is an aside about the black and brown thing. 
why is it okay to say black and brown people, but it's not okay to say yellow people. I saw, um, what's his name, who I can't stand, Donnie Deutsch on MSNBC, and he was saying, he, he put his foot in his mouth, what else is new, but he, he said um, something about black and brown people and yellow. He's like, I'm here for the black man and the white man and the brown man and the yellow man or something like that. And then after the commercial break, he came back and he said, I'm very sorry for saying the yellow man. I, you know, my heart's in the right place. I, but it, it brings out a point how stupid it is to categorize people by fucking color. It's ridiculous. The yellow man, the, I mean, it's just like, so why is it okay to be ridiculous and say the brown man and the black? I, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? We got a lot to learn. There's no, there's no, there's no such thing as race, people. There's one race. Please, critical race theory. There, there's your critical race theory. Today, many are calling such common sense controls racist in an attempt to avoid having fair and honest elections. The letter states, using racial terms to suppress proof of eligibility is itself tyrannical and a tyrannical intimidation tactic. A cursory glance at the 124 signatories shows them to be almost uniformly white men who have not served in the military for decades. Most are also only one star or one or two star generals or admirals. I covered the military for a very long time. The most remarkable thing about this list is how many is how few names I recognize on it, says veteran Washington Post reporter Greg Jaff Jaffe. According to Politico, the letter was organized by Army Major General Joe Arbuckle, a Trump supporter and Vietnam veteran who retired from the armed forces in 2000. Among its other more well-known signatories are retired Army Brigadier General Don Bolduc, a U.S. Senate candidate, a New Hampshire retired Army Lieutenant General William Boykin, a virulent anti-Muslim bigot who now heads up the anti-LGBTQ Family Research Council. Well, that was, remember, that was Josh Duggar's old job before he got caught cheating on his wife and uh, caught, got uh, reminded of his molestation of his sisters and various babysitters and churchgoers and their children. McCoslin, the retired army colonel and professor, said that although it's not uncommon for the retired army military officers to engage in politics, endorsing certain candidates or policies, it's dangerous. It's a dangerous development for them to take part in a clearly anti-democratic campaign to overturn the results of a fair election and to attack the legitimacy of a major political party to use ad hominem attacks against the current commander-in-chief. Well, there we are. 
And this letter, doesn't matter how obscure these officers may be, it will be used as another excuse and another example for um, the traitors, the 2.2, to continue their treason and an assault on this country. And before they're done, more will be dead. And I guess uh, Amy Klobuchar will remind us that not all of them are traitors, but they are, Amy. I beg to differ. They are traitors from Liz Cheney to uh, Anna Kinziger, all of them. They're all traitors. You're in this party. You're a traitor. It's time to leave. If you're not a traitor, get the hell out of the party. First of all, they supported the con man. They, um, uh, I mean, some of them said, I'm out on January 6th. That's it. I, I hate for it to be this way. I'm breaking up with my man right here on national TV. But don't worry, I'll be back together with you tomorrow. But the, um, don't worry, I'm out. I'm out. Wink, 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 wink. It doesn't matter. They, that that might have taken Lindsey Graham that long, a, a murderous, traitorous insurrection, but the patriots of this country, the real patriots of, of this country, their red line was when the scumbag came down the escalator calling Mexicans rapists. Anybody who jumped on the bandwagon then is a traitor. That should have been it back then. I'm out. You know, when he, when he came down the escalators calling Mexicans r- rapist, Lindsey Graham should have been, I'm out of here. I'm out. I hate for it to be this way. I love, I, lo- I want Trump. I want him to put his big orange arms around me. I want to get a glimpse of that small and average Mario Kart looking penis of his. I heard so much about it. Stormy said it's not ex- exactly, he, well, she exactly said it was smaller than average. And who would know better but Stormy? But I just want to know. But I, I'm giving it all up right now because he came down an escalator saying, Mexicans are rapists, and that for that, for me, as a patriotic American who wants a functioning society of this constitutionally limited democratic republic consisting of 320 million diverse people, we can't have a filthy fascist orange con man with a smaller than average penis is beside the point, but we can't have the filthy fascist con man come down an escalator or anything, kind of, even an elevator telling people that certain types of people are rapists, because that is fascist. And we have, we can't stand for it. We, we're, we're the party of, uh, of small government, yes, but we're also not a bunch of traitors. That should have been the red line. No. Anybody, you see what I mean, guys? Because anybody who supported that con man is a traitor. We know that uh, Liz Cheney's a traitor. She's a monster. She's a warmongering monster. 
But that's not good enough anymore. You got to be worse. You got to be outright uh, willing. And now's the time. It's not. It's like, all right, pull, pull the plug, break the glass. It's this is it. We're going for it. We're going for we're going for the brass ring. The end of the grand experiment. We've been waiting for this since the revolution. When the founders, oh, now we say how, what geniuses they are. But the conservatives of their day, the Lindsey Grahams of 1770-whatever, were like, oh, hell no. We are loyal to the king. Our king is our natural lord. And you can't have democracy. That's rule. That's mob rule. No, we need the right people, meaning the white people in charge and rich. And if God wanted you to be someone who told other people what to do, he would have made you rich and born into it. Born into all the, all of the, uh, the good people, the powerful, the people who were supposed to rule. The rest of you shut up. And await your rewards in heaven. Just get back in the field. You're not supposed to leave the governing to people who are born to it. That would have been Lindsey Graham. But that that's the conservative agenda. It still is. Leave, leave government to the people who are born to it. You get back to work, sucker. Get back to work. Oh, there's a pandemic? Shut up and die. You don't worry. Take one for the team. That's what the Republicans said, remember? Oh, you're old? You don't want to die too soon? Well, you're old anyway. And, you know, I, as those Republicans said, who was it that went on TV telling old people to die for their country? It's always somebody else, though. That's the Republican way. Old people. I would... That, what did he say? I'm trying to remember who it was. That they, they should be proud to die for the economy. Let's see. Old people die for economy. I bet you it'll come right up. Oh, yeah. Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, that's who it was, suggests that old people should volunteer to die to save the economy. Don't you hate them? Not the old people. The Republicans. I really hate them. I hate them like I would hate a, a cancer killing, killing, the, killing what I love. My God. Oh, Amy, don't worry. There is some... Amy... I mean, Klobuchar. Not Amy Comedy Barrett. She's a bitch. And a fascist lost cause. Don't worry, Amy. Some of you are good people. We know that's Republicans. We, we need you. Oh, my God. 
I'm looking at the time, but they're... <sighs> One last thing before we go. Maybe we'll do a show tomorrow, I hope. What do you think? There's so many things to talk about. That's why we need to do a daily show at a set time. And you guys are just having your own conversation in the chat. Nothing like dance hall music. <laughs> That's fine. I love it. Um, I don't know if you saw. I just wanted to talk about this because it's repugnant. Another example. I mean, there's so many things I want to. That's why we need a daily show at a set time. Please become a patron at patreon.com slash If you can. If you can afford $2 a month, a dollar a month, whatever, it's good to get and just get those numbers up there. Also, subscribe on rockfin.com. That helps. And spread the word. Give the show a good review on iTunes. I've been saying that for months. We haven't had any new reviews on iTunes in a long time. So if you haven't done a review on iTunes, if you can take a moment to... Give the show a good review on iTunes. That helps. But if you're not, don't do it for me. Do it for Tara Jr. Jr. And your super chats. Oh, <laughs> thank you, Covert White Rabbit. I just see your super chat. You don't need a producer. Tara Jr. Jr. is the best producer ever. Yes, he is. He is. I love him. I do. Look at this cat. He's the greatest. You know what I love about him? Besides everything? I was thinking about it. You know, I have... I have a new cat. We have three cats here. We. Me, myself, and I. And the cats. God help me if I drop dead in the house and nobody knows for weeks the cats will be eating my corpse. I mean, that's not a, a nice thought. That's why I need a girlfriend. But that's another story for another day. But... Anyway, one of the re I you know what I noticed about Tara Jr. Jr. Okay, Tara and Ray. So I have Ray now, who was a kitten. Well, he was about six months when I brought him home, but he was living on the streets. So that's how I found him. He was part of the community cat um, colony, I guess, that I helped take care of. We he appeared one day. We were trying to catch him. Finally. He, it's a long story, but he came over to me. We, he needed help. He was not doing well out there. He was really thin and he was struggling. But, so he, he's, he still has that street in him. Still. He's been traumatized by his childhood, as we all have been. I know I have been. And it's probably why I'm, I am looking for a girlfriend still, so. <laughs> Because I'm fucked up. No, uh, anyway, that's a whole other story. I'm not that bad. Let's not, let me not overplay it. I have issues, but whatever. I'm in therapy. So, um, but Junior here, little Tara Junior Junior, he, he stares into my eyes like if I can only find a person who can who looks me in the eye the way Tara Jr. Jr. looks into my eyes, I'll be set for life. 
But Ray, on the other hand, he... If I look in Ray's eyes, he doesn't meet my eyes. Like, he tries... He gets uncomfortable. He looks away. He's like... He gets him nervous. So... Why am I sharing this? I think it's goes to show you. We're all just wounded people and creatures. The problem, see, we I know I'm wounded. I'm trying to do the best I can. I get help for it. And the thing about republicans, they're 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 wounded. They're damaged, but they they don't, what do they do with their pain? They inflict their pain outwards. They inflict it on society. They fuck this country up, then this world. They channel their sickness into making the country even sicker, further sick, sick pursuits. So... Look at this cat. Okay, first of all, look. He just wants, just uses my hand. <laughs> I'm not even moving my hand. It's like an object to be just used to pet. All right. Um, yes, they're predators, Robin, on the chat. So I saw this, and this made me really angry and made me disgusted. Here's something from... What the heck is it? Ugh. Sorry, guys. Talk amongst yourself for a minute. And uh, go to patreon.com, become a patron. That's That always helps. Um, let me see. Hold on, hold on. Tara's moving my hand. Many things make me irritated with this shit. Here we go. Colorado state lawmaker calls colleague buckwheat. Oh no no, they're not ra they're not racist Republicans. They they're totally not racist. They just had they love democracy. They have the ability to function in a constitutionally limited democratic republic of diverse people. They just have different ideas. They love democracy. They just have a little different ideas how to get there. It has nothing to do with race. Why are you always bringing race into it? It's not racist at all. They're totally not racist. Here. Now I'm going to use a little example that even my colleague from Jefferson County who served in the military can understand. This is Richard Haltarf from Colorado. And he looks like a typical white douchebag, frankly. Look at the way he's with his big gut hanging out. That's the way it is when you're a white man. A, a, a fascist white man, let me qualify, because there were decent white men, of course. Many on the chat. But the way that this scumbag stands, 
and the podium as he as if he owns the joint because in his mind he does it's his world he's a white man we all just live in it so he's up there talking shit with his phony baloney representative job and uh, here it goes on with respect to the safety clause I'm going to use an example that in the military is called ROE, Rules of Engagement. <clears throat> rules of Engagement are defined and determined by the chain of command oh God. to protect our service members from harm. <clears throat> and also to allow us to participate in combat operations. Oh, he must have a hard on talking about combat manner. and that follows Chain the Geneva Convention, that also follows the laws of proportionality. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> in many ROE rules, you're not allowed to fire oh, until fire It's getting there, don't worry. Because that is when your safety, that is when your life is threatened. I'm getting there. Don't worry, Buckwheat. I'm getting there. I'm now, sorry. what I'd like to say. Did you hear that? Somebody was like, get to the point or whatever. I don't even know. You can't hear, but you hear a couple of people like. Mur, mur, mur. I'm getting there, Buckwheat. Yeah, he actually said that. I'm getting there, Buckwheat. Allowed to fire until fired upon. Because that is when your safety, that is when your life is threatened. I'm getting there. Don't worry, Buckwheat. I'm getting there. I'm now, and then you hear a couple like say, of fuckers laughing. Like say, See, there are some like, huh? And there are others laughing. Oh, yeah. That's what they're all thinking. Oh, it ain't that funny. He just called a black person Buckwheat. That's so... F that's hilarious. That's hilarious. I'm getting there. Don't worry, Buckwheat. I'm getting there. I'm now, sorry. what I'd like to say, what I'd like to say, that's an endearing term, by the way. Representative Holtoff. I'm getting there, Buckwheat. That's endearing. I'm just giving you a compliment. You know, we all loved Buckwheat. He was a lovable character in the R-Gang. In the old R-Gang, the famous R-Gang cartoon, not cartoons, but... The little shorts from uh, the other century, where people weren't as <clears throat> they weren't as woke. And now all this wokeness, we can't even enjoy some good racist humor. It's all in good fun. I'm just being white. I'm being uh, hey, hey, hey. If you want to call me spanky. Or um, or somebody else in the our gang universe, that's all right. I'll I'll take it in good, with some good humor. We could, you could see how good humored I am, standing up here with my big belly gut hanging out, over the podium, and my hand on my hip, like I own the fucking joint. Okay, buckwheat. <laughs> I 
I'm getting to it, Buckwheat. In many ROE rules, you're not allowed to fire until fired upon. Because that is when your safety, that is when your life is threatened. I'm getting there. Don't worry, Buckwheat. I'm getting there. I'm now, sorry. what I'd like to say, what I'd like to say, that's an endearing term, by the way. Oh, oh you're going to get all uppity now. Oh, we can't even say buckwheat anymore. You see what the liberals have done to this country? PC, politically correct. I'm so tired of this political correctness that expects me to be considerate of other human beings and not be demeaning, especially at work, where we're pretending to represent the diverse population of this fucking state that I pretend to love, just like the country I pretend to love. I only love the white people. Well, I was just, hey, let's get it. Let's get real. I only love myself. I'm getting to it, buckwheat. Holy shit. Then he's like, oh, I'm just being friendly. I'm, it's a term of endearment. No, it's not. It's a demeaning slight, you racist prick. Representative Holtorf, we must maintain order in here and not refer to any individuals other than in any inappropriate manner. We shall not refer to any brown people as buckwheats or white people as alfalfas and spankies. It's a term of endearment. You're, what are you getting all uppity, bitches? That's what Republicans do. They bring... This is what they bring to the table. Nothing. They voted for this bloated, bloviating baboon. Really. You, you can blame him. He sucks. Yeah, he sucks. He has no business being anywhere near the halls of power. But what about the people that put him there? Why? He's just... He, he, he doesn't deserve to be there. He sucks. That's who you want to represent you? Some lowbrow... Fucking... Bloated. That's what that, that's the word that describes him. He's just bloated and full of himself. The willful ignorance, the arrogance of willful ignorance. It's like George W. Bush, the unearned arrogance of willful ignorance. That's who George W. Bush was personified. But this is the all of them. Him standing there with his big beer belly hanging out. Everybody leaning over the podium with one eye arm on his hip. Like, we're back in the military. We had rules of engagement. And everyone was supposed to be fired. And don't fire until you're fired upon. It's like, shut the fuck up. Where do you live? These scumbags. What, what do you want to bet? First of all, I just got a 
flash in my mind because I'm gay. I just felt this guy is gay, but that's an aside. He's a closet case. Only a closet case would stand there pontificating about the military. I mean, I know he put he he served. Well, I I bet you he never misses an opportunity to tell you. Now, well, when we were under fire in the military and I was in the rules of engagement and my I was told to say never fire before you see the whites of their eyes and when I was in the in Kel, Kel wherever the hell it was there was a lot of Al-Qaeda's I took an oath to defend Those, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. Thank God. God put all this great responsibility on this white man here, standing right here. Don't worry, Buckwheat. I got your back, too. I mean, by that I mean, shut up. No, please do not do that any further. What Mr. Sullivan. Mean? I'm just giving Mr. her a compliment. Why are you yelling at me? Why are you yelling at me? Oh, Why are you yelling at me? He's the victim. That's the that's the guy. That's the guy. That's the one who just said buckwheat to a colleague. And why are you yelling at me? I'm the victim here. You see, I'm the victim of PC wokeness. I was just calling you buckwheat to say Hello. Hello, fellow human. Hello, colleague. Equal, equal person to me. Hello. I like you. I like you so much I'm going to demean you here. It's not demeaning. It's, uh, it's fun. You see? It's sort of like uh, the Redskins. Chop, chop, chop. It's, what are you getting all uppity for, bitch? You two, you getting woke? You're like a woke, con- con- what are those, woke corporations sh- canceling me. You want to cancel my, my good-natured buckwheat? You're trying to cancel me now. Look at how, who, and there, you're yelling at me? This is so unfair. I'm the victim here. I'm the victim of woke cancel culture. We're going to be in a recess. Why are you yelling at me? Why am I? Uh, See, look. So she comes over to him. You know, this is what you have to deal with. You're You're a legally elected representative. I'm sure she's sincerely representing her constituents uh, in spite of this big, white, freaking bloviating fool. And she's got to go to work and deal with this scumbag. And now she has to take the time out of her day. She's just trying to do her job. And now she's got to go and educate this fucking baboon. So they went into recess, and it's silent because they shut the mic off. 
But you see, it says the house is currently in recess, and the representative walks over to him, and he's like, still in his white power slant, slouch, I should say. What do you mean? What do you mean? So some other white fucker, probably another Republican monster, comes up. Hey, 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 yeah, yeah. Just, just give it up, man. This is all wokeness here. Too many woke people here. You can't even say buckwheat anymore. And now they're some uppity bitch. All you did was call her buckwheat. Jeez. It's not like you said the N-word. You restrained yourself. Man, back in the day, if this was when America was great, we would have been, we would have showed this bitch something. Put her in her place. She don't know her place. If this was when America was great, I would say, I'd call her buckwheat. She would be, uh, she wouldn't even be represented. She'd be sweeping the floor. I'd say, thank you, buckwheat. And the, she'd have to say, yes, sir, that's when America was great. And this is what we're trying to do. That's all. That's all. That's why we're overturning elections and spreading big lies and stuffing the courts with unqualified flunkies and ensuring, just to ensure that America's great. Great for white people, white men, rich white men, specifically. Look, and he's so, he's defiant. They're trying to talk to him. God knows what they're saying. He's like, oh, I won't back down. I called somebody buckwheat. Yeah, that's right. I did it. I'm not woke. Being a Republican means never saying you're sorry. That's the Republican way. I mean, why else be over? Who? Why? Why? How? How can I enjoy being white if I'm not a big asshole? God made me white. And I'm going to use it. And not being a big, well, being a white Republican closeted male means never, ever learning anything or evolving. Never. See, that's what it means to be a white Republican male. You don't have to be respectful. You don't have to give any other human being just the basic dignity of their humanity. You don't have to treat people with dignity or respect because that that's the that because they don't respect other people. That's it. You don't behave like that by accident. You don't get to be an old white man like him, old enough to know better and be so effing ignorant. Be so arrogantly ignorant, defiantly ignorant. I mean, he, he wears his ignorance as his badge of honor. Being ignorant is his birthright. Not all. You don't have to be uh, ignorant. That's not 
it's not it's not it's not a good thing to be it, but it is the republican way that's that's them you see him standing there she's trying to explain to him hey you're a fucking offensive prick wake the f up woo So it goes on. There's no audio. She's just like, I don't know what she's saying, but she's like, listen, bitch, you're... It's like I called you tubby closet case or something. I don't know. Why crack a closet case? I wouldn't do that. Look at him. I wouldn't do that. I would have called her buckwheat and you buckwheat and then buckwheat. Buckwheat, buckwheat, buckwheat. It's a, just a funny thing to say. Why are you being so uppity? Look, she's just like, huh? How? How? Why? 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 <sighs> so that goes on. And before we continue, let me say happy birthday, Shadow Star Ace. It is my 63rd birthday, and I also celebrate 34 years of sobriety today. Happy birthday, two times over. Sending love to all the Tarabusters. Congratulations. On all accounts. Wow, 34 years? Amazing. One day at a time. That's inspiring. 34 years of sobriety. Republicans, well, I mean, some of them are sober. Donald Trump Jr. should try it sometime. Meh. Not that you want, imagine him. Ugh, at a meeting. Ugh. Gross. Anyway. Well, then this um, this white embarrassment. He, oh man, what Sam? Congratulations! I got nine months sober tomorrow. I love it. I love this community because we're in this together. I'm sober too. I have. Let's see. 13 years in a row. I usually don't say that. Because I had other time and then I used... Well, a relapse, but it wasn't... It was a long story. I was in a car accident. I got this prescribed some pills. You know, I took them a little too uh, enthusiastically. So, but anyway. One day at a time. By your, you know... I usually don't talk about the time, but congratulations. I love this fucking community. Yes, alcohol is overrated. That's the thing I learned in life in general. Because when I was young, I used to be enthralled with, uh, with drug addicts, like celebrities who had died of a drug overdose. 
I I thought they were great. I thought they were cool and like Janis Joplin, even though they're great. I love their music and art and whatnot. But now I, as I got into recovery, well, also Judy Garland, a big Judy fan. I love Judy and Judy's life is, her addiction is tragic. And it's very sad that she never, that she was, I mean, given drugs as a child and she didn't really stand a chance. But, and it's sad that she died so young. But I would think about celebrities who died of drug overdoses and they were like my heroes. And then when I got sober and I well got older and I got into recovery and I realized, you know, what a stupid way to think that, what a backward way to think that is because the real, the real heroes, the real courageous people are the ones who are living life with their eyes open and taking life a day at a time with the good and the bad without checking out. It's the simplest thing to, I mean, that's the, the easiest thing in the world is to tune out and self-destruct. That is the easiest way. What's hard and, and commendable and inspiring is facing life with all its ugliness, pain, fear, and unknowing, and facing that sober. That is, now, that makes, that's the uh, truly inspiring people. And I look at the lives of, like, for example, Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, um, Judy Garland, more like, more with a sense of sadness of what could have been. Maybe they one day would have would have come into recovery, and God knows what what yeah what we missed. You know what I mean? Without them, but from their uh, dying of their addiction, so so young. That's it. Well, the the tale of this Colorado asshole continues. Let's see. Where is it? I have a. So he he ended up apologizing. Okay, all right. So. The, the he um, was caught in the act of being himself. He's not caught. He was himself, and it was it got it, it ended up getting. He got a lot of. Um, I don't know. Sorry, I'm distracted. There was a lot of backlash against what he said. Of course, rightfully so. I'm just trying to find the goddamn clip. That's why. And uh, so he was forced to apologize. Oh, well. It went from defiant 
I'm just joking. It's a joke. It's a term of endearment to... Here, this is his pathetic apology. Here we go. If I can fucking find it. Here we go. Madam Speaker, pro tem, I request a moment of personal privilege. A moment of what personal else is privilege new? is granted. Please Whitey. proceed. <laughs> you white devil. Thank what you, else Madam is Speaker new? That's what she should have said. What else is new, white devil? You, you request a moment of personal privilege? That's your whole life. I request a moment of personal privilege. You have no business being a representative. But that's your white privilege, isn't it? And other white privilege pricks put you there. But anyway, proceed. The institution of the Colorado House of Representatives demands the highest level of decorum. Oh, but... It was a term of It is of my desire to do everything in my power to elevate the discussions that matter to the people oh, even of with all our districts buckwheat? in Colorado. I think we can all do better in understanding oh, one another's we can perspectives. all do better. It's everyone's at fault here. And for here. myself, it starts with me. Oh, okay. No, no, no. We are, each of us, only oh. here in this chamber wait, for wait, a brief wait. moment in time. It starts with me, but it's all about us. So let's remember, we're all here temporarily. Let's get, let's get deep, deep thinking from the Republican mind. You know how tough this is. I'm sure he had to go take a nap after all that deep thinking wore out the brain cell he has. This institution that we serve is more important than any of us. What does this have to do our commitment to do with our best your apology? Each and every day. It is an honor to serve here with each and every one of you. Except Buckwheat. Even Buckwheat. I'm sorry. It is a blessing to learn about our experiences. Our experiences. Because, you know, both sides. Buckwheat over here. What does she know about me? I mean, um, Representative uh, Buckwheat. From different parts of this state, I hope you all understand that I see all of you as my brothers as and sisters. In Buckwheat, so, uh, sort of like the R Gang saw each other as brothers and sisters. There was Spanky, there was Buckwheat, there was... Fatty Arbuckle, there. No, he's not our gang. There was who was? Let's see, Porky. That was the our gang. Our gang. Cast. What did we do before the internet? Spanky McFarlane, William Thomas Jr., otherwise known as a Buckwheat. We had the Carl Alfalfa Schweitzer. Or Swiss, Switzer? Darla Hood. Oh, what about Stymie? We forgot Stymie. How about Eugene Gordon Lee, otherwise known as Porky? Robert Blake, famous Robert Blake, Mickey. Alan Hoskins, a.k.a. Farina. 
Tommy Bond, otherwise known as Butch. You got to have that foil or you got to have the antagonist. Scotty Beckett, otherwise known as Scotty. Howard Switzer. Um, Mickey Daniels. Jerry Tucker. Sidney Kibrick. Otherwise known as Woim. Remember Woim? Ernest Morrison. Otherwise known as Sunshine... I don't even know. Sunshine Sammy. Joe Cobb. Jackie Cooper. Dorothy DeBorba. Jackie Condon. Mary Corn Man. Bobby Hutchins. A lot of these are... A lot of our gang. Lots of our gang, too. I see you all. It's sort of like, I see you all as my family, like the R Gang family. All created by God. Even Buckwheat. All equal. all equal. Notice how I looked up and looked you all in the eye. All equal. And I believe that. That's You could see it in my actions when I so casually demean you and then take a defiant stance when I am met with uh, some uppityness. I cherish working with you each and every day. Even Buckwheat. And Mr. Speaker, Even I especially appreciate your leadership. <clears throat> Whatever you are. I look forward to working with you in the future. On Where's the apology? For guidance and leadership. You all have my sincerest apologies. Thank you for your for attention. For what? How about you say it? Of course, you have my sincerest apology, my sincerest non-apology that brings us all into the um, both sides argument. We all make, um, you know... We, we not make mistakes, but we should all recognize how um, we are uh, col I don't know what the hell we're colleagues. We're we all should understand each other instead of I mean, it's so typically Republican. Where's the apology for calling a representative, your colleague at work? A racist goddamn demeaning term. Oh, I meant it as a term of endearment. Well, that's not how it was taken. So, grow the fuck up, wake the fuck up, and evolve, you filthy white baboon. I'm sick of it. It's so embarrassing. Why do white people have to be this embarrassing? I'm so tired of carrying you all. <laughs> carrying you white racist pricks. Wake up, old man. You have no excuse. What, what is that red band on your arm, too? It must be... I don't know. Is it a MAGA band? I, who knows? What is it commemorating or supposed to... What does it symbolize? Buckwheat. 
Hey, Buck. Oh, settle down, Buckwheat. And what brain? What part of his brain of a grown man at work in the middle of one of his bullshit speeches? Because that's what he does. He doesn't represent his constituents. He gives bullshit speeches, and it's for him. He's there to jerk himself off in front of everyone. That's all it is to make him, oh, I'm a, I'm sure he goes to the bar. What do you do? Oh, I'm a state representative. <laughs> Want to go home with me? Well, he's married. Who knows? It's all about him, though. It's not about the people. Oh, he must tell himself that, but he knows how full of shit he is. Because if he wasn't, or if he did want, if he was sincerely representing his people, he wouldn't behave like that. Nobody who's normal acts like that. Who grew up and, and learned and isn't a racist prick. It doesn't happen. It just does not happen. There would be no... There would be no footage of me in the well of the house if I was working in his job calling somebody buckwheat. It just doesn't happen. When you're not a racist, they don't even realize how racist they are. That's how racist they are. And they don't like being it being pointed out because they're also immature and they don't want to change. Why change when you're when you can change everybody else? That's their plan. They don't need to change. They're going to change us. It's evolving. The, the world is evolving? Fuck that. We're going to drag it back. We're going to drag it back to the times that we've, we're comfortable in. Oh, you don't like it? You want to vote us out? Well, we'll take care of that too. You're not going to vote anybody out. In fact, we're going to vote you out. We're going to vote and vote until you can't vote. We're going to stuff the courts. We're going to pack the courts. We're going to fuck this democracy into the ground and make sure you can do absolutely nothing about it. And if that doesn't work, we're going to inspire an insurrection. And then when the insurrection fails, we're going to carry the mantle of that insurrection into the legislative process, and we are going to enact laws based on the big lie. So what the insurrection couldn't accomplish that day, we will accomplish eventually in the near future. And that is the end of the American experiment. Thanks to the people like him who voted for Trump twice, who saw him come down the escalator and was like, yeah, Mexicans are rapists. And even if they're not, who cares? We're going to use the, the racist hearts of our scumbag base and we're going we're gonna to exploit that. We're going to ride it 
And we're going to divide this country until it is effectively and efficiently conquered. This is who they are. Buckwheat. Who says that? And then gives a bullshit apology. Oh, well, that's it. See, what does she want? I apologized. Look at this fucking guy. You gotta be kidding me. NBC News reported that this is Dara Gregorian, a Republican state lawmaker who referred to a colleague as Buckwheat during a House session was reprimanded on Thursday. The state representative, Richard Haltorf, made the remark, well, which we know, blah, blah, blah. Buckwheat, well, this is the article, says, was the name of a stereotypical black character in the 1930s R Gang and Little Rascals short films. The character was later repeatedly satirized by comedian Eddie Murphy on Saturday Night Live. I'm getting there. Don't worry, Buckwheat. I'm getting there. I'm sorry. Democratic House Speaker Pro Temp Adrian Benavidez interrupted. That's an endearing term. So, Democratic State Representative Leslie Herod, who is black, confronted Haltoff, who is white, at the podium immediately after the remarks. And then later tweeted, This is what I have to deal with every damn day. She must... It's like, what do you do? You, you have to, I have it up to here. I do. And I'm not walking around with darker pigment. I can't even imagine what she has to deal with every damn day. And she has to be gracious about it. She can't be, she can't show her uppityness, right? You got, can't be uppity to the white privileged baboons. You got to be respectful to the baboons. You got to be, um, you got to want to educate them. But they, even though they don't want to, they'll resist it. Oh, my God. Democratic State Representative Tom Sullivan, one of the lawmakers yelling at Haltoff from the back of the chamber immediately after the buckwheat comment tweeted, words matter, full stop. We must not accept the use of racist language. Haltoff later returned to the podium and said, I apologize if I offended anyone in any way. Of course, that's what they do. Don't take any responsibility. And we know the people um, on the chat who are in recovery, you know, that's part of the recovery process is making amends. But you don't just say, I, uh, whatever. If I offended you in any way, you make amends. You know how you make amends? You you make amends. You own the amends. I apologize for using racist language. 
I didn't mean it. It was it it it, it reflected my inherent racism, which I I'm sorry. I'm working on it. Oh, whatever. I'm please. That's just too damn generous. He would never say anything like anything near it. Working on it. It's already you're you're done, honey. How old is this guy? He's grown a grown man. He's old enough to know better. But he got to this age and into the halls of power with that racist, filthy racist heart of his. And you know he's one of these Republicans like, I'm not racist. He's one of those Republicans that would attend the CPAC seminar. Are you tired of being called a racist when you know you're not? On Thursday, he went back to the podium to offer, quote, my sincerest apologies. I see all of you as my brothers and sisters, all created by God, all equal. And then he looked everybody in the eye. Right. Is that how you see people? Really? Well, then why are you a Republican? No, I know. State House Speaker Alex Garnett, a Democrat, spoke immediately after Haltarf on Thursday to say that the lawmaker had been reprimanded and those he offended had been heard. He said that discriminatory remarks, whether intentionally launched or carelessly said, have absolutely no place in this house. So... The lawmaker, uh, Representative Leslie Herod, or Herod, she just has to go along. She has to be gracious. She has to be the one to rise above again and forgive the, 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 the filthy baboon. My God. He said that discriminatory... Oh, yes. He told lawmakers that he and Haltoff had spoken about what happened for an hour. Really? It took you that long to get through to him. Probably telling telling him, like, just just apologize. Who can't... Shut up. You're gonna... You, you. I didn't say anything wrong. It's a term of endearment. It's buckwheat. It's our gang. It's a... Blah, blah, blah. Woke. Woke. Cancel culture. Wokeness. PC. Wokeness. PC. Woke. What, what's the point of being a white privileged prick if you can't have your white privilege and say whatever the fuck you want to people, to uppity bitches? spoken to him for an hour that's an hour you'll never get back out of your life you that's the conversation that should have happened when he was two and please he's he's a racist like his fucking parents were and their parents were and his whole damn family and maybe there are some outliers i don't know them all but this is a generational problem, that's for sure. Somebody who's that old and acts like that. And I know, you know, we know people. You don't have to be like that. I don't care if you're born and wherever. You, I know. Uh, look at Robin Kincaid. Look at Mike Malloy. 
in the living in the south you don't have to act like that you there are there's no excuse you in this country in this world right now there's no excuse to be ignorant we have the internet there's no reason to be ignorant you can learn anything you want to fucking learn and somebody like him he should you, you you're working with people what's who needs to have um a conversation for an hour after to, uh, with a with a white an old white baboon after saying something racist to somebody at work and then they have to have a conversation with him for an hour because you know 59 minutes of that hour was him spent saying what do i do i didn't do nothing decorum was grossly breached I'm sorry to say this is not the first time in this session, but I'm speaking today to make sure it is the last. In an email sent to NBC News on Friday, Haltarf wrote, I have already made all the comments that are needed in this matter. There is nothing more to comment about this issue. And that's the Republican way. Being a Republican means never having to say you're sorry. And when you have to say you're sorry, you make it as broad and obscure and as both sides as possible. And then you never say anything about it again. So thereby reclaiming your ignorance and it reinforcing the, <laughs> the truth that it's not sincere. You learned nothing. The only thing you learned is to, when you say racist things, make sure it's behind people's backs and not on a microphone. In an interview on Thursday with Colorado's Fox 31, Haltoff said he was not addressing a black colleague when he made that remark. And he said he wished he had chosen a different word. Where I'm from, that particular term is used for a younger person, a tyke, a kid, a youngster. You don't use it in a way that's racial. Get the fuck out of here. Even that, even if you called your colleague a tyke, a kid, or a youngster you'd be a demeaning racist prick like boy and he said that the comment was directed at a representative who's hispanic like me he said he's a veteran that's a veteran and a good friend i absolutely in no way in no desire had no desire to insult anybody in the black caucus those uppity blacks who don't, can't take a joke anymore they're so woke i'm not woke i'm not i am not gonna be woke ever you could try to wake me up for an hour i won't be woke absolutely not i wish i had chosen a different word uh, see nothing 
here. I did nothing wrong. So, so that apology? No apology. That's being a Republican. Never saying you're sorry. Never learning. Never growing. Being a prick and never changing. Clinging to it like a baby clings to a blanket. Well, um, one last thing about this prick, and then we'll call it a night for tonight. Haltoff made headlines earlier this year for insensitive remarks about another colleague, um, Sullivan. Um, I can't find his first name. Uh, whose son was killed in the Aurora shooting. And let's see. So, here, let's just play. Where is it? I thought I had that. Oh, here it is. Here's this representative Sullivan. I can't, I don't know his first name offhand right now. He's, his son was massacred in the call, in the Aurora shooting. Come on. Now it's not playing. Great. Getting a beach ball. Uh, Today is the uh, 448th Friday since my son Alex was murdered in the Aurora Theater Massacre along with Michaela Medic and 10 others. Sunday was the three-year anniversary of the Parkland Massacre where 17 died and the youth movement previously unseen in this country started. If you believe either of those events were a hoax, I will remind you that I have Alex's crime scene photos right here that you and I can look at for proof that those things actually happened. You might have seen the reports recently about the first year's effect of the passage of House Bill 1177, the red flag law. What you didn't see was anyone having their mint inbox John Wayne commemorative rifle taken away from them. See, he's going through a list of Republican fantasies rather than deal with the realities of the of the abhorrent society they create and inflict on us all where people get killed and people go to the movies and end up in a massacre. And uh, the Republicans were sewing up sewing all kinds of bullshit about guns how people come for your guns how somebody's john wayne commemorative rifle was confiscated all this shit so this is what he's referring to so he's saying that's all bullshit and you know what else is bullshit uh you know what isn't bullshit i i mean the fact that my son was massacred that's not bullshit but what is bullshit is all of the bullshit that the right-wingers throw up as a smokescreen to ensure the massacres continue and more families are left with the holes in their heart that will never heal. And that's what Republicans, that's the society they bring us, but he continues. Read about wild animals climbing through farmhouse windows and taking children from their bed. See, that's another thing that the Republicans said. Well, they, if the gun grabbers left 
this farmer unarmed to save a child that was taken by wolves in the middle of the night. I mean, this is what we're dealing with. These fucking liars. These freaks. No. A child wasn't grabbed from their bed because the father and mother couldn't defend themselves from the wolves. But a a son and others were massacred at a theater. That happened. That actually happened. Flag of Venezuela doesn't fly here in the chamber. What did happen is that 113 petitions were filed, far below the estimate of then Majority Leader Garnett. Thank you again, Mr. Speaker. In the 20 years that the red flag laws have been in effect across our country, history tells us that for every 11 petitions filed, we Mm. save one life. That means here in Colorado, 10 people were able to sit with their families this previous holiday season because of the passage of this legislation. 10, 10 may not be a very big number to you, but I can assure you that it means plenty to those families who don't have to endure another year and another empty chair around their Christmas dinner table like my family has endured the last eight years. Mm. I'm here to remind you daily what gun violence looks like. Whether you listen or not, I will continue to come to this microphone and tell you about its impact. Thank you again, Mr. Speaker. All right. So that was the comment. And uh, and you can feel the pain and the passion. And I'm sure running for office and trying to do something to make a positive change so no other family has to suffer. That's part of his healing, which is something he'll never heal. How can you heal from something like that? Having your son murdered senselessly and then the the filthy fascists in this country not giving a shit, not doing, doing all they can to ensure that more murders continue. But... I brought it up because, according as this article says, earlier this year, that same asshole, Holtoff, made headlines for insensitive remarks. Sullivan cited his son's death in the remarks um, about the importance of the state's red flag gun laws. Here's how the the scumbag... He, the next speaker who came up was scumbag Richard Haltoff, and here's his response. I will tell you that all of us have suffered loss in our lives, either at the hand of violence Both sides? or at the hand of wokeness, what we see as this virus. What we see but here's is the, the most important thing we must remember. Scripture tells us, oh brother, that when something is taken away from us, here we go. We must understand 
that maybe there is a time when God needs the spirit of those children. He's definitely a closet kid. Are you kidding me? In heaven. Oh, well, that's now, comforting. I've lost in my life, but I've learned not to hold bitterly onto that loss and never let go. You I would hear, ask oh, all of us to consider. You hear this fucker? Oh, he's learned to not be bitter like the other guy. That as we hold on to, for whatever reason, that loss. For whatever reason, holding on to the senseless massacre of your son who went to the movies. That's, the, that's what he did. He went to the movies. And he was murdered by a Republican enabled, enabled nut who, had a, who got his hands on an assault weapon thanks to the right-wingers. And more after that. It wasn't the last shooting. It wasn't the first massacre. It wasn't the last massacre. It was just the next massacre. And there will be more. Let us not be mean-spirited. Let us not be callous, coarse, or divisive. Unfortunately, I continue to see this. If I took with me what I saw when I went and deployed to defend oh, the Constitution of the United every States. Every time. You defend that you defend the Constitution of the United States and then you vote for Trump? I'm sorry. You failed. And especially when you have to mention it every time you get in front of a microphone. Who are you? You, you know why? I, you get it, guys. He's a closet case. He is... He knows what a fraud he is. He knows how... How full of shit he is. That's why you have to always bring up it's like twitler you know i'm the greatest i'm the best i'm because you know you suck any of us that have served come home and we are bitter we are angry yeah we because you're in the closet come out of the closet destroy what we saw destroy our brothers and sisters but let me tell you the most important lesson i learned and i offer this to my fellow colleagues particularly the one that just spoke how dare you that you have to let go. Representative Holtor. Yes, sir. Let's just, uh, again. Thank you, sir. Thank you I very will much. I will yield to the speaker. Thank you for your leadership, sir. Okay. One more time for the chamber. If we are going to use announcements and introductions, not for announcements and introductions, we won't have announcements and introductions. Oh, my God. You got to let go. Just let go. Why are you holding on? to the murder, the senseless murder of your son. I don't know. For some reason, you're bitter. I learned we all have pain. You know, both sides have pain. The side that arms the lunatics and the side that is murdered by the lunatics. We all have pain. Some people are pained because they're closeted their entire life. 
and they never know what to do. They, they don't have the courage to live an authentic life. So they go on and they act like a big macho prick and they look at the, everybody as uh, buckwheats and they turn, uh, you know, every opportunity in front of a microphone into a, um, in, into a resume about their military service because they're hiding their inadequacies. And they're also pretty damn boring. I mean, that's the boorish thing to do, and it's, it's a painful way to go through life when you know you're an inherent fraud. So we all have pain. Holy shit. The most important lesson I've learned, and I offer it to my fellow colleagues, particularly the one who just spoke, is that you have to let go. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. Unbelievable. Guys, thank you. Thank you so much for your support, your super chats, your patronage at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. I know. Errol Thomas says, sometimes I wonder why I'm the only one on Twitch. I don't know. I have no idea. Sometimes I wonder why I, I uh, stream on Twitch, frankly, because nobody's there except for Errol. But we're trying to find more Errols, but yeah, it just sucks. Everything sucks. Why does everything suck? Become a patron. Tell, the, tell your friends about the show. I don't, does this, this show, I, 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 I promised not to say or ask if the show sucks because I, someone set me straight on that, said you don't, the show, not only does the show not suck, I was told that they, it's insulting to the people who watch and listen to the show that when I say, does this show suck? It's sort of saying that the audience sucks. Like, there's something wrong with the people who are watching the show, and that's not what I'm trying to say. But I have my own insecurities, so... All right. But thank you. Thank you, Jim and Terry Taylor and Robin M and Errol Thomas and Robin M again and Richard W and Covert White Rabbit and Shadow Star Ace and Sam... W. Stallard. Congratulations, Sam, and congratulations, Shadow Star Ace, on your birthday and your other birthday. You're the best. You give me hope. And, yeah. Yes, Tara Jr. Jr., yes. Listen up. Listen. We'll see what happens tomorrow. I wasn't able to do shows this week. There's so many more things I want to talk about that I have in the queue. But God knows what happens tomorrow. Every, when I start, I gather things. I put them in the folder for the show for today. And then so many things happen. And everything changes. So you never know. One day at a time. But hey, we need the liberal media. This is it. Because... This is what we're up against. 
otherwise we don't have a we don't stand a chance really so give the show a good review all that stuff become a patron at patreon.com slash tara devlin join us on discord you can contact me and and stay in touch between shows and the discord thing is in the chat i mean in the description and remember this is the truth we we will win <laughs> i mean it's getting scary but we will win we will win eventually i'm hoping i'm alive to see it i'm hoping it doesn't take that long we're standing um at a crossroads on a precipice hanging by a thread all of that but we're on the right side of history you know it we're on the right side of decency dignity and democracy my name is tara devlin this is tara jr jr the wonder cat and that's francis right there francis francis we will win we stick together we win i'll see you very soon <laughs> <laughs>